Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan. It's unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. Howdy. It's unregimented number 219. I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. Stalling there, trying to get my note screen up to see what episode this was. <laughs> <laughs> He's losing track. I know, right? Man, th- uh, Thursdays yeah. are have been the day to just dump everything. It seems we're back into. Did wait? Oh, I think I was. Oh, that's right. I lost it. I lost my shotgun cocking sound effect. Oh, for the new shotgun. Well, well yeah. I mean, if we, if we had waited a day to record last week's episode, we probably would have had a completely different show. Yeah, no, right. We we saw the the. The um, the dropping of the Fire and Fury book by Michael Wolf last week, and so we haven't talked about that yet. Which I I mean I certainly I haven't read it yet. I don't know if I need to read this book unless I you know. I don't know if I want to read this book. Well, look, what dude? It's like what we. It's, it's like how I know sausage is delicious. All right, I just know. Okay, I know it's been a clusterfuck. I, I want to sleep at night. Maybe, maybe that. How about that one? Maybe I just don't want to confirm all of the crazy, horrendous shit that's been yeah, going on yeah. last year. Aaron, you well, said something. You said something when we were talking before we started recording, which about the book. You said you know, kind of a gossipy whatever book. Yeah. And I mean, totally. It's, I mean, the guy's a sleaze bell. He's not. He's not really a real journalist. But I mean, the, the writer. Is, what, what the fuck is Trump's entire presidency? It's a bitchy, petty, gossipy little presidency. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, it's an appropriate book to frame his president's first year in the, as president. I mean, I, I you know, the the and <clears throat> it, there was a story that broke in the sports world that I kind of draw a parallel to the, to this book where people were being. Uh, quoted, but not, you know, they weren't on the record, so it wasn't for attribution. Of course it's not. Look at how Trump runs his fucking, his, his hangers on. If you dare say anything, even remotely negative, you're gone. That's it. And he, and it's not just, you're gone, you're fired, and we don't talk about it. He, t- he tries to take a shit on you as much as possible. I mean, he drinks like, cheap beer and eats a case of fucking White Castle and tries to squirt <laughs> shit on your fucking face. Oh. Dead in your mouth on the way out the door. That's like shit people usually pay for. Yeah, I mean, look, Trump knows how to hold a grudge, that's for sure. Tries to Danny I mean, Thomas you? Look what he did to Bannon. And Bannon, who the fuck can't... Who the fuck was more of a cheerleader for Trump leading up to the election than Bannon? Mm-hmm. Nobody as far as... I mean, that guy fucking has taken so many hits for Trump and he gets shown the door. Right. Well, and then it's when I mean, he lost his mind, not just his job. Sloppy I mean, Steve. <laughs> right. I mean, clearly there was something happened before all this. I mean, we know that he, he didn't leave amicably from the white house. Did he catch him and, like finger in Ivanka or something? Like he, and, uh, 
he didn't just get voted off the island. He got like stuffed in like a catapult and like shot off the island. Well, you know, his problem is is that immediately after getting fired, he decided that he was going to go back to the Steve Bannon agenda, regardless of whether it conflicted with the Trump agenda, not being able to read the room. You know, he has, he helped build up the support for Trump. He should be riding this wave. So, you know, in the... uh, in the, the the recent election with the Bannon's responsible for for Doug Jones running and or uh, not Doug Jones for uh, Roy Moore running instead of Arpaio, who's now going over to Arizona to try and uh, try and take uh, a McCain's seat. But uh, so there is definitely a split there. And then to have this book come out and have all these quotes about how you know his. That Trump and his family are all stupid and probably traitors. And he did apologize for it. And he did kind of like, well, you know, so this wasn't really said about this person. It was said about that person. And, you know, maybe the dates are not quite right or something. But in the end, he had to just own up to it and apologize for for what he said. He's not really denying his de- his depiction in the book. And that's what really did him in, I think, because it's his job is is seen as like somebody who is a facilitator, right? The guy who can get the message going in the right direction, get the money going in the right direction to back the right type of candidates. And that's what he did for Trump. If you turn around and openly slag those same candidates, then how are you going to get hired again anyway? And the, the people with the money, I mean, I can't... I can't remember the name of the family. There's uh, some billionaire family that actually pays Bannon's check. He, you know, he doesn't make money from Breitbart. Breitbart probably makes just enough money to keep its own self afloat with advertising dollars. But his actual salary is paid by these billionaires who have a right wing agenda, and you know he's useless to them now. So I don't know what Bannon's going to do. He doesn't have Breitbart anymore. He doesn't have the money anymore. He's just going to, you know, drink himself to death somewhere. But it's it's also funny to hear Robert Mercer. The uh, yeah, that sounds right. He's got a daughter too, right? Rebecca Mercer. Yes. Yeah, the both of them. So uh, it's also funny to hear though that every time somebody leaves the White House, there's a falling out with Trump. We get this revisionist history of Oof. you know, well, they were, Bannon was just really getting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like we were all there we witnessed it this wasn't like one of these like deep-seated guys that that you only know about if you're into the politics and read the news every day like bannon was one of the faces of the trump campaign not one they love to trot out there all that often but he was he was one of the known people that was helping Trump get elected. Yeah, he was one of the, he was his head political strategist. Yeah, he he was rallying the the. There was no alt right before, what the the people Bannon was rallying started being called right. that, and he got Bannon, the alt right behind Trump. Yes, he gathered together the alt right, and then just looked for the right candidate to use to to be supported by this movement. It's another thing that puzzles me about this uh, this Trump thing. Like, there's so many people that are in support of him because they see it as this grassroots movement. 
this kind of popular overthrow of traditional government. And it's so far from the truth. You don't even have to be paying attention, really. You just have to not be blinded. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how somebody blinds himself in that way to this this blind loyalty to Trump. Well, it's it's interesting because outside of the really hardcore, extremely far right, extremely militant wing of the alt right, what the fuck has Trump done? He okay. He ran as I'm a I'm a I'm a populist candidate. No, you're not. You've proven that. You don't give a fuck about what the majority of the people in this country think. All right? Good or bad, you're not a populist candidate. You ran as anti-globalization. Okay, besides pulling out of the TPP and... uh, He doesn't uh, even know what populist means. He thinks it means that he's popular with his people. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. I'm the best populist. I'm the most handsomest... Like, intelligent populist? <laughs> I think Clinton was a populist. Yeah. He was, he was the one who would, you know, stick the finger in the wind and or something else and, you know, get the temperature of the room. I heard it was a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> or a cigar. I, but, yeah, he he's basically fucking... He ran on this, you know... Nationalist, anti-globalization, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, platform, and he's really not done much of that. And these no. people who were all fired up because of his running on those issues are still supporting him. And it's just like I, <sighs> yeah, and they're all riding this this tax bill like it's the savior of the nation. Yeah, and. You know, it, by the way, it's something that, that, that came up that I didn't re- I didn't know about until a couple days ago. The uh, individual mandate for health insurance. Yeah. Okay, that's part of the the tax bill. It's going away. But yet, here in Michigan, at least, it's not. Or they're debating whether it's not. Or they're de- I, I I I'm not clear on what they're debating I'll whether it's, whether it's because- going to go away or they're going to raise it. So basically, all the the fine that you don't pay if you don't have health insurance here in Michigan to the govern to the to the federal government, you're going to pay to the state. So your taxes didn't go down, right? You're- well, that that kind of makes sense. I mean, that is. I mean, if you're this mandate basically has to do with anybody who's not insured. So it's not really about your taxes going down. It's that you will incur a penalty if you are not insured. So I I don't know anything about the story in Michigan. I'll have to look into that. But it does kind of make sense since all the markets are by state that an individual state could say, well, if, you know, if if you're going to get rid of the individual mandate via the federal taxes, then we can just implement that at the state level and you know and have everything be copacetic as far as as Obamacare. Well, there was there there was another part of it that I just I completely forgot to really dig into today that I just heard in passing in a news report yesterday that some of the quote unquote tax relief you're going to get from the federal government they're going it's it, it basically it's shifting instead of you paying let's say just to pull a number out my ass you pay five hundred dollars less in your federal taxes 
Well, state of Michigan, and this is aside from the mandate. If I if I heard this this news report correctly, it's, and and Schneider and all this are getting together, and they're gonna they're gonna decide. Well, how are you gonna pay that to the state instead? So once again, where are your taxes getting cut? It's not. It's shifting it from going to the federal government to the state. That's all it's doing. If that's if 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 this report was correct, and I'm interpreting what they said, and I'm understanding what well, I'm interpreting, but understanding what they said properly, correctly, that's all it's doing. Mm-hmm. So once again, well, here, what, what are you jumping up and down about? I, yeah, but what are all these Trump supporters in Michigan jumping up and down about? Yay, we're going to pay less federal income tax. Now you're going to pay it to the state. And who gets most of the money in this state? Not to, not the UP, not the Thumb. It's going to be what? Ann Arbor, Detroit, Flint, Pontiac, maybe Grand Rapids, the bigger cities. You know, the 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 so-called, the code-worded urban cities. That's where most of the money goes when it comes to the, when it comes to state taxes. And aren't these the same people who are tired of their money going to support these? He's lazy, good for nothing, Negroes, and all this shit. So, what are you jumping up and down about? Please, I, I wish we could get one person on here who I could go. Tell me what you're happy. Why are you happy about this? Explain it to me, because just on what you say, it makes no sense that you're happy about this. It it, it just doesn't. I don't get it. It, it, it. it blows my mind, and it goes back to what you said: the blind loyalty to Trump. It's and is it is it even Trump anymore? Is, I mean, I mean, excuse me. Is it even party loyalty, or is it really loyalty to him? Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Because it seems like uh, there's yeah, people absolutely. who are just really loyal to him specifically. Fuck the party. If he was going, I'm going to run as an independent. They would still support him. Well, he's an outsider. Yeah, like Oprah's going to be. I mean, well, I, is is it is it is it really just is it people are just so easily duped by someone who basically walks around like a middle school bully calling people names and you know give me your lunch money and all that shit and they're just like oh well that's a leader right there i mean is that really it because it seems like even once again we're going off i'm going off of the the excerpts i've heard from this book it seems like a lot of people in his staff behind his back are like he's a fucking moron He's an idiot. Like we tried to explain when one of the quotes was when they tried to explain how the Constitution worked to him, which is scary as fuck that a president needs that explained to him. Yeah, yeah. His eyes glazed over, and this isn't this book isn't the first time we've heard that. We've heard we've talked about it on this show about how reports have come out how they have to put his name in the report every couple of beats to keep his attention, or else he's like, oh, boring. Boring. Yeah, you could tell that uh, it took a, a couple months for them to get through a skull how executive orders worked. Because you remember January, February, that him and, so many laws. Yeah, him and that, I look at all these laws. I him and that fucking pen, man. The first couple months, he just thought, "Oh no, I just signed executive order and it's done." No, dummy. So it, it, it seemed like by March, someone had finally got through a skull. Nope, it's not how this works, buddy. You can't be. Hey, you don't have to explain you, to him. He's a you very can't be king. genius. Yeah, very, <laughs> you can't be king. We set up the government like this, fucking you know, almost three hundred years ago. Which, by the way, there's a brewery in Ferndale that's going to be coming out with a beer called Very Stable Genius. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're very stable genius. What was the, the, the tweet today that he... I forget. We're going to sell like a bunch of fighter planes to another country. F-52s. F-52 fighter <laughs> F- planes. F-52s. Well, let me guess. F-52s what? don't exist? In it's, Call of Duty, right. they do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. They only exist in Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally puzzled by this because... Does he play F-52s? <laughs> or does he play Call of Duty? Maybe. There's no way he does. Know. Well, I don't know. Who knows? We found out that he's got like... Uh, just hours of quote unquote executive time each day. All this, like he's up at you know six a.m. starts tweeting, doing meetings, getting his briefings. His day is done by eleven, unless he's got some appearance somewhere. And we do know that he, yeah, he likes to sit his ass in front of the TV a whole lot. Yes, uh, from the lot. from the Washington Post, uh, noon on January eleventh. President Trump caused a stir with his announcement that the United States had delivered F-52 fighter jets to Norway. <sighs> but so, like, it, he doesn't play. How did he come up with the with the F-52? Okay, I mean, is, sure, this, is this? There case, must have been. Ju- I'm just saying. We is must this have a case sent of jets to the, uh, some sort of jet. It was just another model. Did he get the model number wrong? In November, we started delivering the first F-52s and F-35 fighter jets. We have a total of 52. He literally just and come they, across a cutscene on Call of Duty and thought it was news. <laughs> we have a total of 52, and they've delivered a number of them already a little ahead of schedule. So he's, a, so he's, he's been patting himself on the back at the end of this compliment. Yeah. Oh, and that's to Norway. That's one of the good countries, you know, where white people come from. Mm-hmm. He I, said I, today that... Because they're, they're having all these negotiations over what they're going to do with immigration, uh, it, it's all based on they have to get a budget passed, right? So the the kind of linchpin of how this budget passes, to, whether this budget passes or not, is dependent on if they can come to some sort of agreement on, on lots of different immigration things, the DACA program, how much of a wall we're actually going to build, and if we're going to continue to ban certain countries from uh, ha- having people immigrate to this country in the first place. And the Democrats put out that they wanted Shithole to see, countries. They they wanted to see immigration opened up from countries like Haiti and Africa, and he just said, "Yeah, why why are we considering bringing in people from shithole countries? <laughs> why can't that's that's completely off the tail. That's non negotiable. We can we should be bringing in more country more people from countries like like Norway. So." Which, by the way, the uh, Norwegian government has so far that's, authorized funding for 40 F-35s. Uh, Lockheed, see, that's a plane. I know that. Yeah, and Lockheed Martin says uh, it does not have an F-52 program in development. Surprise, Lockheed How Martin was F- like, 50- we're going to, yeah, we're going to start making F-52s. Contact Activision and find out the stats on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they send them, like, the sheet that you would get with your Transformers where it has, like, the profile and shows, like, all the stats. Yeah. A little chart, like strength, weaponry. Dude, this is really like the biggest it's, asshole the you went to sheet, high school it with. <laughs> it's like the this is like the biggest asshole you went to high school with. How does, became president? How does F fifty two get into his brain, though? I wonder if a staff like an oh, intern Baron. or something. Baron, he's, he's, I was I, I was going to say like an intern or something slipped him the information. 
Yeah. And well, he we got also know that he doesn't in real life. <laughs> and he we just also know or it's a millennial because they don't fact check. He doesn't tweet all of the stuff himself. He has other people tweeting on his behalf, which is no. Which is even scarier because at some point no one has went really. <laughs> well, you want to send this? Well, look, this Let's is not talk unusual. about this. High-profile accounts, politicians and celebrities and whatnot, a lot of times have people manage their account for them. Some of them do all their own tweeting, but it's not uncommon to have somebody manage that for you. And certainly as the president, I would rather his tweets be typed out by somebody else. And you can kind of tell the difference between the... Or the, the, or the assistant this, it gets real good at going, or we could not say it that way. Like, what if all these tweets are someone figuring out how to say, how to, what if all these tweets have been someone figuring out how to say it nicer? What if this is the, the best they, they could come up with? Like, they, I'm not typing no. that, but I'll type this. No, 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 because I think you can see clearly, you can tell the difference between when he's tweeting himself on his own accord and when there's a message that the White House wants to get out. True, a la, like your Hurricane Harvey type tweet, where it's like, oh, you actually sound cohesive. Right, that was that was devised by a sta- that, that was a statement put together by his staff and tweeted out by somebody else, most likely. And then his fake news awards, obviously, is him going rogue. Oh, his fake news, news awards, it didn't happen. So your fake news awards, fake news. Him saying he's like news. actually really smart. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, you know. <laughs> so. There's a lot of actual real shit that went down, though, as well. Not just ridiculous drama, because, look, Trump's Trump, right? There's nothing, any of this pointing out how horrible of a person this man is isn't going to change anything, because that's what the people, there's a lot of people that elected this man because he was an idiot, because he was a pig, because he was a moron. So, it's... (laughs) It's like you're you're pointing out, like, hey, look, he has cloven hooves. I'm like, yeah, he's a pig. That's what I wanted. It's no surprise. <laughs> so, but oh, I remember what I wanted to get back to the the Fire and Fury book. Trump wanted to he had his lawyers try and stop the publication of the book, which I wonder how much his lawyers actually pushed back on him because I think. Even an idiot knows now that you're not going to get the publication stopped and all you're going to do is bring more attention to the publication of the book itself and probably help to sell copies, right? Yeah. There's there's no such thing as a bad press just, when you're re- releasing a product. You're just going to shine a light on it more. Right. I mean, if so, Trump didn't want somebody to watch uh, the last season of Stranger Things 2, he, would, he could do nothing but increase the ratings for it. People would just watch it twice just to spite him. Yeah. So the idea that that not only that you could stop the publication of a book and that it would be even helpful to try and do that is kind of ridiculous. The crazier scenario, though, is him proposing that we have stricter libel laws. Now, it's no surprise that Trump is anti-press and would love to have a way to shut down a lot of these stories that he doesn't like. This, if if he's allowed to actually... I don't know what this would look like, because this, this wasn't a law proposed. It was just 
he's talking about we need to have stricter libel laws so when people publish stories that we don't agree with, we can take them to court and sue them, right? Which, in some ways, is even... I mean, this is a way to that's, ruin people's lives, shut down whole news organizations sometimes. See, that's I mean, dangerous. You bankrupt the fuck out of it. That is you can, you can sue someone because dangerous. you don't agree with them? Well, I mean, again, this is... There's no law here that we're talking about. We're talking about an idea in Trump's head. All I'm saying is that if he's allowed to carry this out, if 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 our if he's allowed to institute nationwide stricter libel laws, that could be something that actually damages the press in a way that that even his daily attacks can't. That's that's real and lasting damage to the fourth estate. So it's just something to keep your eye on, I guess. All right. So, from Fire also, and Fury to... Oh, go ahead. Well, also, the we were talking about the tax bill. And, you know, Walmart has this announcement about how they're giving out uh, $1,000 bonuses to their employees, which if... <laughs> This, they're giving out $1,000 bonuses to people who have been there over 20 years. Um, I'd hope that... I, if you're there for 20... If you're working for Walmart for 20 years, I guess it, it runs the gamut. Either that $1,000 means a lot to you or it means nothing. I think most people that worked at Walmart for 20 years have worked their way up in some capacity and that 1000 bucks is like, okay, I'll throw it in the bank. Let's be honest. You gave me $500. You give the government well, the other five. Well, right, yeah. Uh, bonuses, yeah, bonuses are taxed really heavily. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Trust me, I, I found that out. I get one four times a year, and every time I look at it, I'm like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks, I guess. Thanks for giving so, the government most of this. Yeah, the, the Walmart announcement... Is that they're they're giving out bonuses and they're raising their own internal minimum wage to eleven dollars an hour, which and they're saying because tax cut, right? Because tax cut. No, trust me. My bank uh, Fifth Third is doing the same thing to their employees. They did something and they're going because the tax cut, which it's not till next year, dummies. <laughs> it's right. not till you do well, your taxes next year. You know, we also found out. On the same day that the administration is tweeting about how awesome this is for Walmart, granted one of the one of the nation's biggest employers, that they're actually you know going above what is the minimum wage in well, I think every state. Right? I don't think no Oregon and Washington. It's above uh, eleven bucks. It is well. Actually, Washington right now, I think it's like ten fifty or something, and it goes to eleven. Okay, or no, it's twenty eighteen, so it's there. Oregon went to eleven twenty five. Goes to eleven. Yeah, Oregon went to eleven twenty five, July first, and I think yeah. next July first is going up to eleven fifty. Yeah, but before well, that- before we get uh, congratulate Walmart too much for sucking its own dick good for being one of the biggest employers in the country it's also they they're one of the biggest under employers here let's here here's 20 hours a yeah. week 
Yes, they, they are one of the biggest employers of part-time employees that are still on government assistance because they can't get enough hours. Exactly. So the government's subsidizing those employees anyway. So, yeah. And we also found out today that they're closing 32 Sam's Club stores and not just like, oh, we're phasing these out over the next year. Like Some people found out today, don't come back to work tomorrow because the store is not going to be open. Oh, damn. I didn't do that to my Sam's Club. I just joined, like in July. So, yeah, or or no, actually, I take that back. I had thirty-two written down. I read right before we started recording that that number is actually, uh, I think it's over sixty. There's over sixty stores and eleven thousand employees that will be jobless. But uh, well, I guess whatever. It's going to sound like I'm sticking up for them, and I am just because I guess I know the laws with the underemployment. It's not those people that take those jobs under the impression that it is part-time work because it is illegal to, especially someone of that size, to promise full-time work and not deliver it. You do have to disclose, oh. like, this is a part-time job. Oh, no. I, I agree with you. I, I, I know that's the case. It's not that they get hired in at 38 hours a week and then all of a sudden they get whittled back to 20. Well, too, it's not like Walmart goes, hey, come on, you'll start 40 hours a week, let's go. And then all of a sudden, you know, they pull the lumber. Yeah, we're just going to have to go ahead and give you 20. No, that's, you, you can't do that. No, I, it, look, they're, yeah, they're open about being scumbags. That, that's, I, <laughs> I've never argued that. I, they're... <clears throat> the, um, the amount of unapologetic fuckery and bullshit that goes on anymore, and people just accept it and go, oh, well, that's just the way shit is. Okay, all right, well, if you're not going to get mad about it, I, and, and, and to, I'm mad enough to do anything, at least, I guess it doesn't fucking matter. All I can do right. is vote with my dollar. I don't shop at Walmart. Right. That's yeah, all no, I can I... do. That's all I can do. And by the way, <clears throat> real quick, I... I <laughs> Okay, I have to ask this question because you two are definitely more in the libertarian camp, the free market camp, than I am on a lot of issues. Okay, with your views on that, if you don't like a company or its practices, not shopping there or not giving them any money, isn't that the best way to express your displeasure with their practices? Yes. Well, yeah. So why am I hearing more and more libertarians say, you're stupid if you if you don't like a company, and you and, and because you don't like their practices or whatever, you're stupid not to go there. I'm hearing that more and more from from well, people claiming their, to be libertarian. What's their reason? Well, I mean, I fuck it. I, I'll just name names. And I mean, it's, <laughs> the Drew Drew and Mike podcast. Mark all the time. Anytime anyone's boycotts anything because they don't like their practices, Mister Libertarian himself fucking starts going. Oh, that's just stupid. What's the matter if you don't give them their money? They don't care if, if you don't shop there. Well, then what are you supposed right. to do, Mr. Libertarian? Why don't you fucking tell me how it's supposed to work? Because that's what I've been told for decades now from everybody who around me who's a self-proclaimed libertarian. Now, all of a sudden, I'm starting to hear this drum get beaten more and more often. It's almost like, okay, you, libertarians, for the most part, aren't religious, don't really have much faith in the government but love to suck that big, fat corporate cock, they can't get enough of it. 
<laughs> they just gag that shit down like it's fucking the cure for AIDS, and they're in fucking the final stages of, 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 of you know, the death rattles on their, you know, right there next to them on their bed at the door. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. How are you going to tell people this is how you protest something? This is how you show your displeasure with something. This is how you change something. Enough people don't buy the product, they will either improve the product or change their practices. And then when they put it into practice, you're stupid for doing that. That's stupid. That's silly. That's childish. Well, I don't get that either because that's like one of that's how any change happens is people organize. Now, I think the the problem is is that a lot of boycotts of businesses especially lately have been divided along political lines so it's not like hey we don't like the fact that you know apple is having all this stuff made in these chinese factories where people are jumping out of the windows we want them to do something about it let's organize and do that don't buy an iphone it's right that's how you do that you stop buying apple products um, it, it's one thing to organize in that fashion and just have it be its own movement, but when it's I'm going to boycott this company because they like Trump, they voted for Trump, or the you know its CEOs did, or something like that, or or there's some connection to politics, then you automatically have. An, an enemy there, right? You have people that will go out of their way. Oh, you're going to boycott this business? Well, we're going to shop there more. And well, so it doesn't it? really matter. <clears throat> I think boycotts work if they're in and of themselves, but so much of the boycotts that we've seen are just t- tied to political movements that already have the lines drawn. So everybody's on the same team. You go, okay, we're, we'll all not shop there, and you all shop there, and they'll continue to see the same amount of business as they did before. Well, to me, Sometimes it's, it's even an increase. It's, I guess for me, it's not a matter of I'm boycotting. I don't post on my Facebook, don't shop at Walmart, blah, 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 blah. Someone asked me my opinion about it. I'll go, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll shop at Walmart. Why? I don't like their hiring practices. I don't like their business practices. Why would I support it? it I mean, that's it. That's all I'll say. It's a personal yeah. choice. I'm not on think, a crusade to, 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 I'm not an evangelical boycotter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Because that that's not really... I mean, to me, a boycott is an organized thing. And a boycott doesn't mean anything on an individual level. That You don't have anything to even gain from saying, oh, I'm boycotting that. I'm boycotting Marvel Comics because I don't like the way they do their business or they're making crappy comics. No, you're making a personal choice to just say, I'm not going to give that company my money because I don't like them. And that's a, <laughs> that's a different from getting a movement going to actually, you know, financially affect a business. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, maybe, I just thought maybe it was some new branch of libertarianism that that, that's, I, that's like sprouting off that's more, that are just unabashedly corporate, you know, cheerleaders. And they're like, you know, hey... I, I, for one, welcome our corporate overlords. You know, I didn't. I don't know. There's so many fucking offshoots of of different ideals and political parties and philosophies anymore. It's, I can't keep up. It's like trying to keep up with genders on Tumblr. You know what I'm saying? It's right. impossible. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't understand where uh, was it? Did you say it was Drew that was? No, it was Mark that was complaining about uh, Mark. Okay, 
So I don't know where where he's coming from on his distaste for for boycotts, because yeah, if you are a libertarian, I, I don't know how you better affect change in in business practices other than doing that. Um, I don't I don't I know. Mean, at, at the same time, it, you know, he's. <laughs> And, and and anybody who is like in, on their fan page on Facebook knows this. Uh, they love to point this out. He's no fan of Trump, so it's like it. It just I don't know. It's and it's not just him. It's just that's an example I can give for people listening to us who might know who they are to go listen to and hear it for themselves. But I mean, I'm I'm hearing it in in conversations I have with people and friends who are. You know, self-proclaimed libertarians. They're like, well, that's just stupid. Why? Why? They don't care if they don't get your money. And I'm like, well, that's how the free market works, though, right? If you don't like the product, you don't buy it. You know, supply and demand here. I mean, it's this is. It, I'm not an economist, but I thought this was like, you know, this was first right. year, first year shit. You know, economics well, one. What's the alternative? Like, you're, you're supposed to go shop somewhere, that even though you, even though it, it, you know that you don't like the the business practices that your money is going to support. I mean, case what's of- the point in that? This isn't a, this isn't like a, I'm going to protest. I don't like the fact that Consumers Electric is getting all their energy from coal. I'm going to boycott them, and I'm going to personally suffer by going without power to show <laughs> that this is serious, yeah. right? That's a thing. I'll show them. That's a, that's a sacrifice that you make and a choice that you make. Everything else is just like, why would I shop there? I mean, it's like saying, well, you don't like Dave? I think Dave's a great guy. Well, personally, I, he, he makes me feel ill, and I don't want to go over to Dave's house anymore. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> that's stupid. Why? What, what, that's going to make a difference? That's going to make Dave change? I don't give a fuck if it makes Dave change. I'm not supporting Dave. I'm not going to hang out with him. He's weirdo. You like him? That's fine. You do what you do. How is this any different than how you choose to spend your dollar? I, exactly, and, and to me, it's on a, on a on a more personal level. When like when I was one of the bands I was in, when we were talking about doing merch, we talked to another band who had a marginal amount of success locally and moved a lot of merch, and they were like, "Yeah, go through this company." And I looked into the company's <clears throat> manufacturing practices, and I was like, "No, I, I'm I'm not going to do that." They're they're paying people pennies an hour or, you know, 50 cents an hour in some fucking third world country to make these shirts and then they ship them over here. Yeah, but we'll make so much more money if we don't than if we go and, and you know, use a local screen printer. Yeah, well, I'm not comfortable doing that. If y'all want to do that, you put your money behind it. I'm not putting my money in that. Sorry. That's where I draw the line. I'm not, I, I, I just I'm, I wasn't comfortable with it. I rather I rather pay 10 bucks a shirt, sell them for 15, make five dollars profit. And pay two bucks a shirt, sell them for ten. You know what I'm saying? And and, and go well. You know, mm-hmm. where were these shirts made? I don't know. Some factory where they have you can't kill yourself nets. You know, it's just me. It's just I wasn't. I didn't tell the band you can't get those shirts. I'm just saying I'm not. I'm not putting money in on that. And it, if well, someone in the band was, let's say, I don't know, uh, pro-choice or, or, or pro-birth or something like that, and we were going to play some benefit that went towards Planned Parenthood or something, and they had a moral objection to it, I wouldn't I wouldn't get upset. I mean, I might not agree with them, but I understand it. 
You know, I mean, that's that's just right. to me. It's I wouldn't belittle them for it. I mean, I would try to talk to them. Be, you know that they do a lot more than just give abortions, right? I mean, it's not like the, the front door. They walk in and then they abort the baby and they throw you out the back door. It's not. It's not that. You know, there's a lot more. There's there's you know people who are poor. They get you know women get checkups and 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 et cetera, et cetera, birth controls, et cetera. You know, but I don't know. It just yeah, I it, didn't, know, make, it didn't make any sense to me. And I just wanted to ask you guys because well, I, I, you guys seem to be pretty pretty in tune with with a lot of the same stuff that these people are. So there's a difference between your opinion is wrong and your opinion is worthless, right? I mean, it seems like he's telling these people that their opinion that this whatever they're doing is going to make a difference is is worthless opinion. It's it's inconsequential, which. Yeah, well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> right. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail the the conversation. It was just, it, like I said, it was just something I was curious about, and I wanted to ask you guys because it seems to me that's just. I, I, I look, I'm not Spartacus. I'm not trying to fucking start no goddamn movement or something. I, I just, I don't, I don't give my money to certain businesses. Period. And it, like I said, if someone asks me, I'll tell them. I don't walk around yelling at people that they they shouldn't give their money to me, you know, because I don't. Who the fuck am I to tell you where how to spend your money? I don't want no one to tell me how to spend mine. So, you know, gee, that golden rule, treat others as you want to be treated, it seemed to me it, it mm-hmm. applies pr- pretty good, you know, pretty, it, it applies pretty well here. It's an apt rule for this situation, so... Well, yeah, I mean, it, it would be nice if we lived in a world where, you know, people use the information that they have access to to just do a cursory amount of research about the places where their money is going and, uh, and, and actually direct that in a way that helps craft the world that they want to see. But clearly that's just not a priority for the majority of people in this country or in the, even the, in this world. So... It is what it is, you know. Well, I mean, there's there's also areas of the country where Walmart might be your only option unless you want to buy everything online. Yeah. I mean, I, I I know that for a long time, the area in, of Florida where my family's at, there was no other option. I mean, not even Target. It was just there was Walmart, and then you could go to the local mall, and that was it. That's your shopping choices. So. And the the the, town, the McDonald's in the town it was right next to the Walmart. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, trust me, it's five years of traveling. I know exactly what you're talking about. Hey, here's where you shop. Walmart yeah. is it, but the end. But there's plenty. I mean, Walmart is not supported by those stores. I mean, those market areas where they've been able to completely dominate the. They're not able to survive on those alone. It's all the Walmart stores, all the online, everything all together. And, you know, if people in areas that had choices, sometimes they're just right across the street from each other, and you go, you know what? Like, what's, what, what is your savings, really? Like, I'm going to buy that 80-cent box of macaroni and cheese at Walmart instead of the 90-cent box of mac and cheese at Kroger, and I'm going to save that dime, Right. But if you if all these if the people shopping in areas where they actually had choices actually went you know what I'm okay walking out of the store spending a couple bucks more if I know that my money went to a company that 
has business practices that I agree with, that treats its employees like people and gives them a living wage, then eventually Walmart would not be able to sustain the stores where there is competition, and the fallout would therefore be that they would other stores would rise up and then start taking over in those areas where they are currently dominating. So, yeah, I mean, I don't fault people who make the choice between I'm going to go up to the Walmart a mile down the road and get the medicine that I need versus pay a couple bucks more and have to drive 15, 20 miles out of town and go do that. Like, if you want to take that stance and you can afford it and that's not going to, you know, hurt your budget, go ahead. But that's not the case for most of those people in that area. So I, I don't fault that behavior. No, it's, I, it's a collective I, thing. Like, it, I don't know. It's a frustrating thing because, again, like I was saying, this is not reality. We don't live in a world where that's a, an issue for most people. Their their bottom line is the same way that they look at every business has their bottom line. It's the dollar. How much am I going to spend? If I can save any amount of money, I'm going to go to that place. Definitely. I mean, I... I, I and, and like I said, I've... Fuck. I've been in a Walmart maybe four or five times in the last five, ten years. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was usually because I was with someone, they said, I need to pick up something. Let's go to Walmart. Okay. I, you know, it, it, I mean, it's not like I, you know, I throw holy water and have seances and hope it burns down and shit and, and, and do a war dance out in front of the fucking place and I won't go in. It's just... Uh, Who's clicking the pen? Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was, I was thinking, I was like, is it is that me? <laughs> clicking noise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt. I couldn't That's concentrate, okay. though. That's okay. So, anyways, yeah. All right. Now, now that that's clear, you know, I I just want to get your opinion on it. See where you guys stood on it, and yeah. So we we move on. All right. Well, you see, Harvey Weinstein got slapped. I I heard about it. Just, I didn't see it. Is there video? There's actual video of it. Now, did he get? Because hit or did he get he, slapped? He got he got slapped. But that it way. was it wasn't even a slap, Rich. It was he got it was your dog going like slapped. If, you see, if your dog puked on the floor and then tried to eat it, it's what you would do to its face. A couple backhand taps to like, hey, fuck off. Was this a woman that hit him? No. It was a in dude. A, so in a sense. everyone's talking about like, oh, this guy, he uh, you know confronted Harvey Weinstein at this restaurant at some retreat that he was at. He's like in rehab now, right? And he's at the restaurant, and he gets up to leave, and the guy's like, it has his friend film it, so you know it's not like he's setting it up. He's fucking hero, and, he, and he's like, he he says that's not right what you did to those women, and like. He looks like he's going to like grab him or something, and he's got his hands up by his face, and he just gives him two little backhand, two quick little taps. <laughs> like it was not, it wasn't even Whatever. a slap. You're a hero, buddy. It was like, it, it, like if it, it, I, if he was Italian, I would have thought that that he was made. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna kiss him on the cheeks next, you know. And yeah, the, I mean, the, if you read the whole story about it, the guy first of all, like. He approached him earlier when when uh, 
when Weinstein and his, uh, I think his counselor, or some sort of therapist that he was with, or somebody that's helping him with his recovery, and he was approached by these two gentlemen who wanted to take a picture with them. And the the waiter who was witness to the incident said that Weinstein was actually really polite and said, hey, guys, I don't want to do a picture. I appreciate you coming over to say hi. Thanks for being fans, whatever, you know. And, you know, didn't didn't even really blow him off, just didn't want to do a photo with them. And I think that, you know, it wasn't, they didn't want a photo. They, that guy was going to take video and, and not a picture. And when his friend put his arm around Weinstein, he was probably going to slap him in the face. And then we'd all have the video and that guy would be internet famous. I think that's the idea here. See, I'm... So, I'm so, thinking- so then on the way out, he actually kind of catches him and the friend's filming. And that's when he like approaches him, tells him off, and then gives him a couple slaps. Like... I'm picturing that South Park drop where he's like, I'm flapping you, flapping you, flapping you. Yeah, I'm flap, flap, flapping you. Yeah, uh, I mean, because the way Chris is like hinting around, you tell me this dude's a cake-eating friend of Dorothy? Is that what you're getting at? No, I'm saying he hit him like a cake-eating friend of Dorothy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was like, uh, I'm not not making any assumptions about the man's sexual proclivities, I'm just saying... He he hit him like he like Weinstein had besmirched his honor and he was challenging him to a duel. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Charlie Murphy. You don't slap a man. Back in the day, yeah. you slapped a man. You had a duel. One of you had to go. You know, just and, that's what I'm picturing. And you know, you even to to Weinstein's credit, he even handled that decently. Like he didn't start screaming at the guy. He you know he flinched of course because he's like, what the fuck is this guy like? You know. <laughs> lip-wristed fl- slapping me this way you know? but he didn't i don't know it's like it's the dumbest story <laughs> it's sort of the dumbest story because there are a Wait, lot of people that wanted to float this around like this guy's a hero well that's the I'm thing like, though are you that, fucking kidding me that's it's the so thing. obvious from the way it's set up that this guy just wanted to be internet famous he saw weinstein is like here's my chance bro I'm going to be on Twitter. Well, I guess that's the thing. It's it's that. It's maybe this guy being so fucking full of himself and self-righteous. That he says, I'm going to go sell this guy's hash. And then it's the people yep. feeding into it and going, oh, he's a hero. No, he's fucking not. And no, yeah. you're fucking Even not. Even if you believed and his fucking bullshit story. Why did you go bother story? the man? He's having lunch. Right. I don't give a fuck what he right. did. You know, right. like even if you wanted to believe his story, then why did he want a picture with him first? Why didn't he just immediately like see ba- or see Bannon? I keep wanting to call him Bannon. <laughs> They're kind of melding into the same like bloated person for him. You're lucky you didn't have you arrested because like, you technically walked up to him and assaulted him. I was gonna say, yeah, right. So, yeah, if if you're such a hero. Why didn't you just see Red when you walked into the room and saw Weinstein there and just went up to him and immediately told him off? But yeah, you this... wanted to, like, trick him into... Why do you feel the need to say anything? Camera. You don't know him. He doesn't know you. Who gives a fuck? Right. This, is, this, reminds me, this reminds me of the... Uh... It was, it was a total white nightmare. What, what, is, what, what is, you did to those women? What, what like, random stranger is going to be like, up... Oh. You're right. I'm changing my ways. No. Right. He's, well, the wait just, staff was gonna like pull a train on him in the back. It, yeah. It's, it, it's coming oh, off like the, like the Antifa mentality of, or, or the, the the people who cheer on groups like Antifa who are like they're heroic for out there 
putting so- putting uh, bike locks and socks and swinging them at people with. No, they're not. They got their face covered. It's yeah. not heroic. That's a chicken shit move. Mm-hmm. It's a chicken shit move to run up and sucker punch somebody. It's a chicken shit move to go over and slap a guy after you made a big deal of videotaping it. It, it you know, is it? Maybe this is just my way of thinking. It's kind of like charity. If you donate something and you walk around talking about how much you donate, it's not charity. You didn't yes. do it for altruistic reasons. You did it so. Look at me. If he hadn't have videotaped it, and he hadn't have tried to get a picture with him, then maybe I would be like, oh, I mean, dude's a fucking asshole, but. I, I mean, right. Well, you, you know, know. Th- there's two. Th- this whole Me Too movement thing is there's two things about two parts to a revolution, right? You there's mobilize and there's organize. You can mobilize a bunch of people and all have them think the same thing at the same time, but if you can't organize them, you can't actually institute any lasting change. Um. It's like what happened in the uh, the the fall of communism at the end of the eighties, and the, you know the Soviet Union dissolving, and there was a lot of revolutions, and some of these places ended up with still communist. The same people who are the communist leaders just kind of shuffled around differently and retitled as some Democratic Party, right? Because there was a movement, there was a a want to overthrow the government, but there was no leaders to organize that movement, so the establishment snuck right back in. And that's what's going to happen with this movement, because it's all over the fucking place. If you really, like, they are mobilized, they are all on Twitter, they are all wearing black and wearing their pins and all talking about this issue, but there's no organization to it. So eventually this will just all blow over. This will just be another thing that becomes white noise. This is, this is, and nothing will ultimately the, change. Because they can't even define what it is that they want. What do you want? To not, to not be jacked off in front of by Louis C.K. and Harvey Weinstein? Or to not feel like you have to blow James Franco when you're dating him? This is the Me Too pin Can, this year's pussy hat. You can't even agree on what the grievances are, much less what you think the results should be. Well, this is also, it's, and and this is something that we've touched on, and I'm glad that it's starting to get, I mean, the people that are coming out are being shouted down, but I mean, more and more people are starting to say this who are in the public eye. There's a difference between sexual assault and someone hitting on you that you don't mm-hmm. find attractive. And yeah. And a lot of this shit is just sexual doxing. It's just, oh, he's a perv. He's a weirdo. It's just fucking gossip rag shit that's getting attention like it's part of a movement. Well, let me, let me, you know, I, I said this to a friend one time. Uh, we, we had a friend. I'm not going to go into details, but he had a, through, through just pure accident, a fetish of his, I guess, for lack of a better term, became known to the group. And certain people were like, you know, what the fuck, man? This fuck is sick. Blah 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 blah. I said, oh, okay. Then do we need to? Do we need? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Corey, don't hide that. Corey's very open about that. Um, <laughs> no, but and and I said, do we need to? If I shined a light in every single one of you's bedrooms, are you gonna be fucking stand up proud about everything? 
that has happened in a bedroom with you. <laughs> and probably because it's me and I just don't give a fuck. Like, I don't have the hang-ups about talking about sex that, that a lot of my friends do. I didn't get much of a backlash, yeah. but I think I got my point across. Because it's like, I know some of you motherfuckers like, you know, a finger or five in your ass. And you're going to sit here and goof on this guy because, you know, he don't want a woman with feet that look like tal talons. I, really? Really, dude? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, or, you know, what, whatever. And it's like, if we shine a light into everyone's bedroom and everyone's sex life, isn't... Hasn't everybody at one point, unless you have the most boring ass vanilla sex life, experimented, tried something with, I either I like it or it's not for me, and you move the fuck on? I mean, this like oh, the shit with James Franco. First of all, this is a this is definitely a case of these women don't know what sexual assault is. The definition, obviously. Right. Well, you know, the, the, the articles that I read defined it as sexual misconduct, which is such a fucking vague term. Wanting a I don't even job know what someone that... you're in a relationship with is sexual misconduct. Ba right. And you know, she said something, and this really is, is starting. It, I really think with a lot of women who are coming forward, who not the, look, if you're sexually assaulted, that's a completely different thing. I'm not talking about those women. I'm talking about the women yes. that are coming forward going, uh, he talked to me about sex one time when we went out to dinner because he's sexually interested in you, okay? Right. He's, he, he, you don't go fishing without a pole, bitch. What the <laughs> fuck? Okay? I mean, wait, what do you expect them to do? You just stand at the edge of the lake and hope the fish find you. Do you want, do you want him to slide you a paper? Do you like me? Yes or no? Check one. Uh, I, I mean, come on. And she's like, well... Would you, would you like to blow me? Check yes or no. Well, the, the, the power dynamic just felt like it was in his favor too much. Are you fucking kidding me? You know how you... you bitch, you know how you fucking shift the... First of all, bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that. Because unless a guy's going to rape you, the, women you, hold the power. You're yes. the gatekeepers of sex. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear about the power dynamic when a guy goes, who's in a relationship with you, goes, hey, uh, I know it's pretty, but I can take it out for air. Okay. I mean, I, give me a fucking break, first of all. The second thing is, are you that fucking fragile? Are you really that fragile? Like, serious. Get the fuck out of my face with this nonsense. This is absolute bullshit. And for her to, well, the power dynamic was like, oh, Oh, because you weren't making the first move. Because he dared to make him. Uh, he he dared to let you know that he would like some head. <laughs> let me tell you something. Yeah. And it's, it's supposedly in a car. So okay. So he's kind. He's kind of a freak. He wanted some roadhead. Okay. Everybody on this podcast who's never got roadhead, say so. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> you've never had roadhead. No, you said say oh, so. Never. I said, so yeah, yeah, yeah we Oh, never. Oh, oh fuck no. no. Yeah, I was. You fucked it up. I was gonna wait for you to hit the the, the crickets. Oh, because no one said anything. <laughs> okay, I mean, look, if 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 a chick if a chick was you know driving and she was like wearing a skirt and she hiked it up and said, "Get on this monkey," I'm okay. I mean, yeah, this is gonna be awkward because the steering wheel's pretty low. But all right, yeah, you know, yeah, kick your seat back, hit the cruise control, don't drive off the road. Let's <laughs> yeah. go.
Right. This was they're dating. We're going in from the the car. He he wants a BJ, and she's like, "I don't want to do it in the parking lot." And then lies that she's. Oh, I think I see somebody coming. And then they leave, and that's fucking it. That's your fucking story. Franco was like, "I was hoping it was going to be me." Story. See, that's just Franco. You're picking bad, the wrong women. A freak would be like, "Let me get on that," and someone's coming. Let them see. Yeah, that's a freak. That, and hey, you want to video tape it? Lead story. Have him hold the camera, right? Everyone's reporting about five different women come forward with accusations of sexual misconduct, and that's the one that they led with about two people dating, and the girl doesn't want to blow the guy. And you know what? She didn't. <gasps> you didn't blow him. You won. You didn't want to blow him, and you didn't. So what's the what's the sexual misconduct here? This is win win you know, for you. Here's a, here's the thing. It's not sexual misconduct to only want sex from a person, right? It is if you try and aggressively go after sex and it's and uh, the other person isn't interested, but two consenting adults just want to have a purely sexual relationship. That's not sexual misconduct. And even if one person wants a relationship... And the other person just wants a fuck buddy. That's still not sexual misconduct. You know, I heard, I heard someone. We, we, we've, we've like demonized <laughs> everything outside of what we consider normal behavior of this. Well, you know, you date somebody and then you both sign a contract. <laughs> you undress at the same time and ask permission to touch. The, the, these type of women who, who think that what, ha- what happened... Even according to her, what happened, if that happened verbatim, exactly as she said, and these type of women go, that's sexual assault. These are these are type of women who are, should be very, very grateful that they were even born with tits, pussy, and an ass. Right. Because if not, <laughs> guys would want nothing to do with you. You are a useless <laughs> fucking human being, period. It's because... It, you want all the power and all the privilege of being a woman and none of the responsibility. All right. You want it you want to you want to go around doing whatever you want and in it and then afterwards change your mind about how you felt about it and go, I have buyer's remorse, so he raped me or he assaulted me. Or the power dynamic was a power dynamic was off. First of all, if I'm going to force myself on somebody I'm not sticking my dick in a hole that has 32 fucking re- ways of removing it, okay? I, who the fuck who the fuck rapes someone in the mouth? You know how that rape is stopped? You bite down. It's over <laughs> with, okay? Game over. Here's your dick back, okay? You get to well, see it you- from the other side for the first time in your life. Can you just imagine if this story came out a year ago? If this story came out before Harvey, the Harvey Weinstein story, it would be a nothing. It would read as laughable. It's like when he was chatting up a 17-year-old and everyone was like, ooh, what a creep, an underage chick. First of all, most states' age of consent is 16 or 17. All right, yeah. Is it, cre- is it a little creepy for a grown-ass man to be going after a 17-year-old? Yes. But when you sit there... And you just you ignore the fact of that she was seventeen, all right, and that nothing really did happen. It was this was not Anthony Weiner territory. There was not pictures being sent to each other. No laws were broken, or else he'd have been charged. Okay, it was just talk. 
right? Yeah, it's creepy, but to go underage, you know, when I say that, most people flash to, oh my God, he's hitting on like a 13, 14 year old. It's some R. Kelly shit. No, she's 17. Like it or not, there's Look. most states have said a 17 year old can fuck who they want. Period. Right, which actually doesn't make her underage. I mean, strictly speaking, we say underage meaning under the legal age. But that, but Let's see what it's so it's it's shitty reporting in the first place. It's sensationalistic reporting. Yeah, and I mean, and it's now the fact that they led with this bullshit story of his accusers, and I'm using air quotes on that. And the the next four were actresses who were auditioning or <laughs> rehearsing for a role as a sex worker. In something this. he was involved in, and goes, uh, he wanted me to, to to play a stripper, and I had to get naked, and I signed right. a contract no. saying I work for money, and I feel violated. They set How up a strip violated? club scene, and he comes in and starts throwing a fit because all the girls had their bras on, and he's like, "This is a fucking strip club. Why aren't these girls naked?" And the and what the, the actor said, "Well, that's when I knew." That's when I realized that they only wanted me for my breasts. Yes, <laughs> like, bitch! <laughs> Literally! Yes. That is what goes down at a strip club. First of all, you didn't realize this when you had no dialogue. Also, when the scene calls for somebody to work in a strip club or work as a sex worker. Like, come on. And look, it's real simple. If you it's have like a problem with it, you you do not sign the contract. You do not take your clothes you off. off. You walk, walk yeah. away. It's easy. See, this is this is that entitlement. It's not like all the women parts in Hollywood are strip club parts. This is that entitlement. If mentality. I don't take my top off, I can't get a job. This is that entitlement mentality that gets brought up and it gets thrown around way too much. This is. First of all, bitch, you ain't entitled to an acting job. All right? Yeah, just because you want to be an actress doesn't mean you get to be an actress. Exactly. I wanted to be a professional musician. I did not get to be a professional musician. You know, like, it's not not how it works. And it's like, if you sign a contract and accept pay for taking your top off, and there was a full crew around videotaping. I mean, if he'd have thrown her down and raped her, I'm pretty sure we'd have heard about it. But to act like it's somehow even in the same fucking ballpark as that. Because you signed the contract to play a stripper and got paid for it, and I had to show some titty. Then take some of that money and get some fucking therapy. What do you want me to fucking tell you? I don't know. Seriously, dude. If, if any three of us signed up, if we were sign up as extras for a movie and they came in and they said okay we're gonna first of all it'd be the shittiest male strip club but if they're like we're gonna make you three male strippers and you're gonna be in the background you gotta be naked oh boy if we're not comfortable with it we're gonna walk the fuck out and and here's the thing i felt pressured to do it because that's that's what's expected of you in hollywood are you serious there's a lot of actresses that fucking make their entire career have careers that never fucking get naked you could go work at the in and out burger in hollywood and Keep all yeah, this isn't on. the this isn't the eighties anymore, where you you have to have a scene where a chick takes her top off for some reason. 
Do you, you know, I remember when I, I was... I think, like, American Pie was, like, the last movie that we got where it was just like, uh, we need a, a big titty scene in here. I, I, when when I was a kid in the movie The Abyss come out, uh, the scene where um, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio, uh, they're trying to, to use the paddles to get her heart going again. Right, And they, yeah. they, they left her bra on. Right. And my dad was an EMT, and I knew that you no, you don't do no. that, right. you know. And I was like, Rich is like, excuse me, uh, why can't I see her titty? Well, no, I asked my dad. I said, it wouldn't that. He's like, yeah, that metal clasp on there, yeah, it it, it, it messed her up. up. And I and I said, well, why did she leave her bra? And he goes, he and this is what he said. I was eleven, twelve, whatever age when the abyss came out. He said, probably because it's in her contract that she doesn't do nudity. Boom. Yeah. Problem solved. That's a James Cameron movie. If you can tell James Cameron, who's making a movie that that is going to rake money in hand over fist, I'm not showing titty. I don't care if it fucks up the the right. takes the, the viewer out of the movie because it's not realistic. I'm not doing it and still get the job. Then yeah, guess what? You and that was the ooh, that was the '80s. And they could say no then. Don't act like you can't say no. That's the, that's the bullshit. Of these stories like you didn't say no you said yes and then you want to act like you had no choice but to say no okay I can't if, if you are so susceptible to peer pressure you will do something you don't want to do and then try to go well it's because he's a powerful man in Hollywood then I don't know what to tell you okay I, get some self-esteem seriously I, there's shit I did I've done at jobs that I thought was degrading or beneath me or whatever but I needed the job and I did it. All right, period. I'm not. I mean, it's not like he said, "Hey, you want this job?" And come in the back and fucking toss my salad while this bitch blows me. It's not. It's not what happened. It's not the casting couch even. Who's this, Ron Jeremy? Yeah. And and if you want to get right down to it, this is a very unpopular opinion. I know this, but I just feel this way. If it's quid pro quo, if you want the job, you suck my dick. You get put in the movie, and they agree to it. I don't really have a lot of sympathy for you. I don't have any problem with that. Quid pro quo is also illegal. It's a form of sexual harassment. I have to sit through this goddamn class every two years. (laughs) (laughs) Quid pro quo is if uh, sexual harassment is illegal. But we've. But this is what I'm getting at. How many women have come? How many women have come forward and said this has been offered to me and I refused? For every woman who said. It was offered to me and I refused. How many women did it and got the job and have a career? I think it's it's interesting, too, how we talk about the the word career is used a lot, right? And I think this is a special way that we think of of having a movie career in the U.S. even. Because you can be an actor you can make a living you can do your craft your art whatever you want to call it and never be in a fucking movie and not be on a prime time show and and make a fucking living right you want to be a multi-millionaire then you want to be in the big movies and the big tv shows what have you, you want to be a star a celebrity uh, nick offerman right that's kind of a different thing tv's around so making money as a set builder like this he was like, doing in, just fine before he got in front of the camera. If I yeah, if I want to make it in this business, right? That 
I'm expected to do certain things, whether it's like what you were talking about with quid pro quo or whether it's just agreeing to do a nude scene or something else that maybe they're not personally comfortable with, but they're doing it in order to advance their career or not. I mean, like, obviously your career is trumping your principles in this case. You know, it's, it's not a form of oppression to stop you from being a millionaire. But see, and, it, the men- the mentality and if you go down is, a dirty path to achieve that, I don't have a lot of sympathy for you. The, the, the problem is that there's this mentality that it is, though, is that I'm entitled to this because I worked hard and I and I took drama and I'm a, and I'm a I'm a drama major. And and this I, is my dream. And 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 I was told by mommy and daddy I could do anything I wanted to do. Right. When I grew up, if I just worked hard enough, that's not life that is lies adults tell children so children don't grow up and be cynical fucks yeah. at 18 so by the time you're 12 you're not going fuck this exactly <laughs> exactly yeah, no you know I mean, the people who are really driven to this type of career are on fucking broadway and shit you know they're making decent livings they're working their fucking ass off and they're doing it because that's what they they felt like they were built to do and that's what they love I mean, I'm not saying that there's not that love that in in uh, in any Hollywood movie or big TV production. It can exist there. That's not what what it's built on, and it's not the end all be all of what you do as an actor. I mean, that's like becoming a rock star. It's like an all this all or nothing mentality, right? It like if you if your idea is to be a musician and you don't get a you know a song that charts in the top 10 then you're ultimately just a failure right even though you might go on to have a long and healthy career of being a session musician maybe having to pick up some wedding gigs here or there you know you do your passion project but it makes you a little bit of money but you have to supplement your income in other ways and that's looked at as a failure yeah i mean that's that you you did you fucked up in some way or you didn't get your lucky break because you didn't get to be the billionaire fucking celebrity version of whatever it is that you want to do. If that's your idea of failure, you're not a really you're not really a musician. You're not really an actor. No, you don't want to be a musician. You, you want to be a star. Yeah. Right. You want to be a celebrity. And you know, again, that's fine. That's fine. let's just be honest about what we're talking about here. It's not an all or nothing thing. Either you get to be in the movies or you're a washed up actor that could never make it. Because all you do is plays or or whatever it is, you never got your big break. What well, the okay, fuck? Ask, like, uh, ask any bass player who knows musical history about a guy like James Jamerson. You're not a household name, but you've if the, you've uh, the, the Funk Brothers. Yeah, he's the bass player. He's for, for for the Funk yes. Brothers for now. <laughs> Influenced. Yeah. A ton of great bass players. Are you going to tell me that man because he's not a household name? What was a failure? Fuck no. He's on. He was. He was on, and he is on so many hit songs. It's ridiculous. All right. It, that yes. man influenced. If, and everybody. if it wasn't him playing on it, somebody was playing like him and tuning and uh, you know tuning their amp the same way, trying to get that same poppy sound. No, exactly. He influenced decades of musicians and the tone of the bass guitar. But, I mean, it, so I guess 
if he was around these days, he would be hashtag, hashtag me too because he's not a household name, right? Somehow I don't buy that. I mean, yes, of course, everyone... Well, not everyone. A lot of people would like to be a star. To be honest with you, if I could have been a guitar player in a successful band and maintained a reasonable level of anonymity, I would have been happy with that. Did the, che mm -hmm. the checks not bounce when I cash them? And can I do what I love for a living? I'm happy. Yeah, I, said I don't it need to be a star. 10, 15 years ago, right. and I say it now even though I'm not pursuing it. I'd just trade this the money I'm making now just to have it come from playing guitar. I don't got a fucking, you know, I'm billions. Right. I don't have to be on the cover of the Rolling Stone. No, like every, just every time that pay I... Pay all my bills based on my guitar, I'd be happy. When I or read about, like, actors or musicians... Or podcasts. Like, Hit the donate button. Chris, for me, you done that. Acting out in certain ways, and, like, oh, this person's an asshole, and this celebrity has gone to their head, and then, like... Eh, or maybe they're just a normal person who is reacting naturally to all this insanity going on around them, and it's just naturally bristling to it. I don't think I would take well to any of those situations for suddenly feeling like my my time and my image or my presence belongs to somebody else. It, Dave Chappelle, when he did Inside the Actor's Studio, basically talked about what you're talking about. He he he. I mean, obviously, there was the incident when he was on set, and he was doing a, a, a racial stereotype, and he said, uh, you know, oh, someone on the set who was white laughed, and for the first time, I felt they were laughing at me, not with yeah. me. Not, not, right. They weren't laughing at what I was doing. They were laughing at me personally. And then he also... He felt like he was the clown. Yes. <clears throat> not, not the joke teller. Exactly. And then he, that's when he, it made him sit down and get introspective and go... I don't belong to me anymore. I belong to the public, and I don't want to belong to the public. I never wanted to belong to the public. And that's when he looked at the, right. the whole crowd full of actors and hopeful actors and directors and said, and a lot of you are going to feel the same way one day. Get your Africa tickets ready. That's exactly... When he said that, I was like, I know exactly what he's talking about. There was... Yeah, he, but no, but he's insane. He's, he's, this man's like walked away from millions of dollars. He's gone insane. He's like, made the he same amount principles? of money since then. How much did he get paid for those four Netflix specials? Probably. Also, as he knew that he was. He was. He knew that he was good enough that people would remember that he oh, yeah. could come back when the time was right. And he is right because his Netflix specials are fucking master classes of stand up. Oh, what the that that transphobic uh, Harvey Weinstein apologist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, well, whatever. Well, did, that, those, well, look, did you I finally mean, see both of them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, didn't he's sitting there parroting shit we've been saying for a while I'm, with a lot of this stuff. So, and well, even you know, even I'm, when I don't agree with him, I don't believe that he's. You know, I, I don't get where the people are getting this hate from him because transphobia is saying that you know. You are hateful towards trans people. Because criticism... He might be, he might be confused, well, but that's first, not the same thing. First of all, uh, it was either Opie or Anthony. I know they're not together anymore on the, on the radio or, or XM or whatever the fuck. But one of them tweeted out something, and he said, we, we have officially arrived, and he was talking ex specifically about the Dave Chappelle specials. He said, we've arrived at a point in society 
to where if you make a joke about something, it must mean you disagree with it or agree with it or whatever. It's and, and it's it's look, he's he's making a joke about something. It doesn't mean that he's for sexual harassment, for sexual assault. He's making a joke. It's a joke, and people are just any. They take a joke as serious criticism, and any criticism is, if they can't call you a hater, they're going to call you a racist or transphobic or homophobic, and it really does. It it waters down the meaning of the, the, those words to where, when you do run into it, and you do run into true homophobia, people are like, you've been crying wolf this entire time. And a lot of people got that doubt in the back of their head. I mean, that's one of the things that, that you know, he got reported that, and I'm going to fuck up her last name, forgive me. Catherine Deneuve, is that how you pronounce her last name? Deneuve. The French. Deneuve, okay. Deneuve. You know, she come out, and her and, a, and 99 other actresses from France came out and said, you know, the whole Me Too thing has gone a little bit too far. And this is, and, and people just took that little sound bite. And ran with it. And oh, they yeah, didn't listen it, to what she had to say, which was, someone trying to sleep with you is not sexual assault. Someone being right. attracted to you is and that you're not attracted to is not sexual assault. Here in France, we're made of sterner stuff, I guess. But then French <laughs> feminists jumped on her, and what do they call her? Like the, the tired old uncle at Thanksgiving or something like that? Yes. Yes, and somehow, I guarantee you, I, I can't... Uh, my the news this week. My blood pressure can't take the hit, so I haven't read too many opinion pieces on it. But I know somewhere, some fucking hairy armpit, smelling like a fucking tuna fish left out in the sun for five fucking weeks, crazy ass man hating feminist is out there saying this is white woman, straight cis privilege. She doesn't know the struggle and all this shit, and it's like. This woman is 74 years old. This woman lived through times for women that you never did and never will. She put up with shit that and don't have is to. completely yeah. unacceptable these days that was normal in her lifetime. So you need to shut your privileged cock holster up, bitch. All right? That's what needs to happen because you're talking about <laughs> right. your ass. It's a it's another narrative looking for proof. Like the, we also had the story this week about Mark Wahlberg and uh, Michelle Williams having to come in and do reshoots. You know, because the whole uh, having to redo Christopher Plummer or not redo Christopher Plummer's part, but Christopher Plummer came in to uh, replace Kevin Spacey in this movie that they were doing. So there were certain scenes where. Uh, where Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams had to come back on a set to reshoots. And it gets reported as Michelle Williams gets paid a thousand percent less than Mark Wahlberg for doing reshoots on this movie, all the money in the world. You know, Michelle Williams said she'd come back and do it for free. Mark Wahlberg mm. said, you have to pay me. <laughs> right. Well, I mean... There's a, a disparity in what two people are paid for what seems like the same situation, the same possibly even amount of work. Disparity in how you're reporting and, it, uh, assholes. And, <laughs> and, it, and it gets slapped with like, well, this is the... Look at the the pay gap in Hollywood is is um, incredible. This is... You know, the, 
Mark Wall. Well, first of all, she said, "I'll do it for it, free." He said, "I won't." The end. How do, I'm. I know that Michelle Williams. I, I believe she's won awards and what. She has been nominated for an Oscar. I'm not clear as to if she's right. won one or not, but she she's, has been nominated. I haven't she, seen she it good, in anything that made me think of her. I, really, because I haven't seen it, but she's, I guess I am not watching the right movie. She's still the squinty-eyed bitch from Dawson's Creek to me. But she, yes, for people our age, yes, she, she'll always be the Dawson's Creek okay, chick. Okay, here's here's the deal. I was too busy having sex with a woman, so I never watched Dawson's Creek. I have no idea whether she was on that show. Watch. I thought, I thought, I thought she was on Buffy, another show I never watched because I was no. too busy getting drunk and, and passing out in random places in, in that part of the. Wow, she's been nominated four times. Buffy's a good no, show. She, she did. She did Blue Valley. She she tends to do more. I don't want to say ind- independent films because that gives mm-hmm. the impression of like a three million dollar. You know, well, you're only improving my point because, but, like, regardless yeah. of what what she's nominated for, Mark Wahlberg's getting paid millions of dollars more in everything that he does. Have you seen because, him with his shirt off? Right, because he fucking he is more. He's a bigger celebrity. He's a bankable star. Why is this? You know, I, I, I you never hear these feminists who claim to be about equality. They want equality. It's not about. <clears throat> Just ask them, they'll tell you. It's not about giving women more power than men. They want everybody to be equal. Then why aren't you protesting the unequal pay in the porn industry? The fact that a man gets paid $300 to shoot one scene and a woman will make right. five to ten grand. Why aren't you bitching about that? Oh, and oh, because oh. you don't care, because you're not about equality. Dude. Go one yeah. step further. The okay, if the roles are reversed, okay? Because look at what's happening to men in the porn industry. They have to do a lot more jobs. They're taking more risks, and some of them are doing homosexual porn, even though they are not homosexual themselves, gay for pay, mm-hmm. right? They are endangering themselves, and in some cases exposing themselves to diseases in order to try and make more money. That's what they have to do to be the, a male porn star in that industry. If the roles were reversed, it would be outrage. But we all know why the male w- makes less money. You know why? He is inconsequential. Exactly. He's. <laughs> you just don't. Here's. Here's. It is. You're. What you're. What you see something to go into based, a hole and to shoot some cum. All right. That's <laughs> whatever all. You, we whatever need. you're shooting, whether it's Transformers Eight or or a porn. You are paid based on how many eyeballs you will bring to that that movie, that video, that download, whatever. And that's how the that's where the difference in pay between Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams comes in. Wow, she exactly. Did, she did not age well. And on top of the fact that these are just this is all in the contract, right? Michelle Williams had in her contract that she would do reshoots, and I think. Th- I think the reason that was, Mark Wahlberg got paid like a, a million and a half to do his reshoots, and she got paid like half, I don't know, $50,000 or something like that. I think all they did was like, you know, probably cover traveling expenses oh, and whatnot. Oh, no, the claim you know, I like heard. Something like that. Like, wait, the claim I heard is she got paid $1,000. Now, if you believe that, I got a bridge in New York to sell you. That's not even fucking sag scale. That doesn't that's even, even cover scale. your flight. Exactly. Right. <laughs> that's that's no, bullshit. That's not, that's not fucking possible. But, yeah, Mark Wahlberg had nothing in his contract about reshoots. 
If you need them for reshoots, you're going to have to pay them. Now, that is the case for most people who are doing... Mark Wahlberg, whether they're successful or not, is constantly doing movies, is constantly like putting out something that you're going to see the commercials for. Trying to it's tell me be in the theater. Direct TV. Might not be the number one movie, but, you know, it's it's going to make money. And if you... You can't... If you're in that situation where you're just bouncing from project to project, you can't have automatic reshoots in, in every contract. They'll rope you in on everything. It'll fuck your whole schedule up. If... They need you, because if they need Mark Wahlberg, they're definitely pulling him off of some other project to do these reshoots. That's why his manager, the same manager, the same organization that uh, that takes care of Michelle Williams' uh, career, by the way, negotiated both these contracts for these people. Yeah, if you want to get down to it, it sounds like Michelle Williams needs to hire better people to negotiate her contract if she was... And here's the, let me ask this question. That's what has I thought come, when Jennifer Lawrence she, was making all that noise about Argo. Has she come out and been and, and, and gave an interview saying she's upset about the discrepancy in pay, or is it people who have nothing to do with the movie, nothing to do with the industry, Rich, nothing to do? You with already anything. know the answer to this one. I I know I know, <laughs> and it's just like it just just shut the fuck up. It's right. look I, if, if it was Jennifer if, Lawrence. She would have, it wouldn't be in her contract and she would have got paid more because she would be working on some other blockbuster movie and it would be a big deal to pull her off of that and do these reshoots. Let me tell you something. If for some weird reason someone like Jennifer Lawrence was in a movie with Jay Muse, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob, and they needed to do reshoots, I guarantee you Jennifer Lawrence would be getting paid a lot more than, than Jay, Jason Muse would. Guarantee <laughs> right. it. Okay, and no one would say a fucking word. This is when I'm right. So is her career in the shitter or is she a rising star in this scenario? (laughs) Jamie's contract was invalid anyways because he signed it snoochie boochies. Yeah. (laughs) Is he is he now all of a sudden like rising meteorically, or is she just in the shitter if they're working together? Which one's happening? She's just not a draw. He's saying hypothetically. No, no he's just he's just never mind. drawing a hypothetical design. You're talking about Michelle it. Williams? I'm being a smart ass. Oh my bad. I thought you With were being Muse and what's her nuts. But no, I mean it's it, 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 it once again <laughs> you know, I, I, I I've I've known uh, uh, a lot of women for you know, a couple decades and when they were younger it was Yep, that's right. When they get when, when when some celebrity divorce happens, that's right. You go, girl. You take all you can from them. You get custody of the kids. You get all the money. You get the house. You get the brand new car. Blah, blah. Go ahead, go ahead. Until they have a son, and that son has a kid, and they are on the other side of it for the first time, seeing that you know, oh, her lawyer is a fucking shark who goes, no, 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 no joint custody, supervised visitation, blah, 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 blah. You're gonna pay child support through nose. Then all of a sudden, they care about equality. This is an issue that it, it, just be honest, and I'll have a begrudging respect for you. It's an issue you don't give a fuck about until it affects you. I mean, that's 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 it's the truth here. And these fucking people who are up, oh, I'm so horrified at the pay discrepancy. You're never going. You are never going to make a movie. All right, you don't have to worry about it. 
No, you, you're not going to hire an agent. You're not going to have a manager. They're not going to negotiate a contract for you to be in a movie with Mark Wahlberg. Ever. Fucking ever. So stop acting like this affects you somehow. It doesn't. Because they want to do this false equivalency to, well, this happens in Hollywood, so this happens at McDonald's where I work. No, bitch. Everybody at McDonald's gets hired in at the same pay. Right? They don't... Believe me. I, 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 I work in an industry where most of the managers are female. They make more than most of the men. No one complains about unequal pay. And there's a whole lot of... Well, hey... Could you go lift that heavy box? I can't do it. There's a whole lot of that shit. So this equal pay for equal, what equal work? When the truck comes in, everybody with a penis start unloading. <laughs> okay? I, I, it don't work. It, very rare. Yeah, well, the garbage is full. There's no vaginas walking it out to the, the dumpster. Exactly. So I don't want to fucking hear it. It's bullshit. First of all, the pay, the, the quote-unquote pay gap, for the most part, has been debunked. It's an earnings gap. And it's an earnings gap based on, they just went, this is how much women make, this is how much men make. Look at the discrepancy. They didn't take into account the type of careers that th- these people were in. Yeah, choices. They didn't, take, they didn't take into account the fields they went into and the average overall pay in those fields, period. I, I mean, now, if you, if there's, if, Case in point, if there's a fucking woman who goes to work for Google and gets hired to do the same job as another as, as a man, they get hired the same day and they pay him more right off the bat and they're equally qualified, yeah, you know what? Honey, go get yourself a fucking lawyer. You got a case. Seriously. I, I have no problem with that. But this bullshit of, well, <laughs> I, I went into, you know, uh, uh, gender studies and blah 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 blah, and all I can get is some lousy ass teaching, you know, job until I'm tenured. Why aren't I making yeah. six figures? My my degree cost a quarter million dollars. Well, yeah. it's a worthless degree. What do you want me? I could go get a music degree. You know what it's worth? The paper it's printed on. That's it. I don't. Yeah, I, I think the only places where they've actually seen this as a widespread problem was when it comes to. Well, leadership in big co- in big companies. When you when you rise to like the the CEO, I think we still see a lot of. But it's not it is not the rampant problem in every industry that people want to want to put it out there to be. No, yeah. when my when my grandmother, forty years at State Farm, used to train new hire men, had no experience in the field, and they would be end up being her boss at the end of the training. They were getting paid more during training than she was to train them, and she had decades in at the job. Now that's wage gap. That's bullshit. And you know what she did? She put her foot down, and she was one of the very few, one of the very first women in, in that company to demand, you're going to pay me exactly what you pay men for the same job. And if you don't, I will take my skills and my expertise and my decades of experience someplace else. Fuck with me. And they said, no, because you do a damn good job. So, yep, here's here's your pay. You know, and but she, we don't, we ain't gonna have a day celebrating my grandmother. You know, she's not a feminist icon. But these women want to act like that's what it, they're still dealing with when they're working their fast food job. Get the fuck out of my face! You know you're not. Yeah, I used you're to. You're not doing it. Well, when I was a manager of people, there was no 
uh, separate wage for male and female. Not my pay, not, you know, not for the people I worked for. Well, all right, so you, woman started today. Well, you know, you got to pay her an hour less, you know, you got to pay her a dollar less than that guy you just hired. All right. On top of it, the facts get in the way of the Noted, boss. If, 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 comp- if companies and corporations who are all about their bottom line could get away with paying women 77 cents on the dollar. They would. they pay a man, no man would be employed. Exactly. Period. Because it's more money in their pockets. You just made a point Adam Carolla makes all the time. If they could get away with it, they would because it saves, it because it increases the bottom line. Duh. It's it's such a it's a nonsense issue, and it's it's an issue that it's once again you're being lied to, and either people don't care, or they choose to act like they don't see that they're being lied to because, well, it confirms my bias that I already have. So I, I don't care if it's a lie. If it if right. that's if if we have to fight on a lie, then we're going to fight on that lie. And to people who you know, oh, I don't know, facts matter. People who don't have their own truth uh it's pretty offensive to be fucking told constantly i mean guys we've all had someone in our lives who's a pathological liar who will do something you will watch him do it will look you dead in the face and go i didn't do it it's it's not just kids it's (laughs) well hopefully kids grow out of it but (laughs) um but you know (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's to me, it's not that they're lying. It's that you think I'm stupid enough to believe you. Fuck you for assuming I'm that dumb. It's insulting. Yeah. You should be pissed. If I was a woman, I would be pissed off at the bullshit pandering that goes on to me simply because I was born with indoor plumbing instead of outdoor. Fuck yep. you. Stop pandering well, to me. <laughs> I'm not a fucking delicate flower. I can handle the truth. It's another one of these issues where people are mobilized on, but they're not actually organized around. There's no solution on what to do with this situation because there is none. There's, <laughs> and I mean, even in the uh, well, all the the millionaire women who all dressed in black at the Oscars and organized their movement. And I'm, I'm uh, helping. I'm pu- yeah, no, right. I'm, I'm I'm putting that in uh, in air quotes there for you. Uh, they're the fact that they're organized in some way, you know, I don't know what they really expect to happen. That there was, uh, what was it? There was some like uh, catchphrase that they had for it, it was like fifty fifty by twenty twenty. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that, that, thank you. That was the name of the movement. The times up was the catchphrase for the movement. Um, it's a living color. One album. of their stances, though, was it's a good uh, album, too. it was fifty fifty by twenty twenty, right? Meaning that, <laughs> meaning that they would refuse jobs. I'd like to see this happen. We only got two years to wait to see how this all turns out. I know, right? So I'm, I'm betting we're going to have forgotten all about this by then. But they've wildly but underestimated time, how fast time passes. By the way, if the, yeah, if the if in two years' time these major studios don't have fifty percent women in major positions. In those studios, they will refuse to do business with them. Bye, bitch. Enjoyed making home videos. Get a YouTube like, channel. I'd, li- I'd like to see... <laughs> right. First of all, you can't just generate a bunch of people to fill positions. And... Hey, guess what? Also, this- also, I'd like to really see if you will honestly walk away from millions 
and millions of dollars. Hey, hey, new newsflash. Guess what? This relationship people people seem to forget lately. Relationships go two fucking ways. They can they can also go. We don't want to do business with you anymore. Good luck getting on TV. You or know making who that movies. You know who that happened to? And her star was, I mean, on a jet rocket on a rocket to, on the rise. Uh, uh, see, I just forgot her name. The, the 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 female lead from Knocked Up. Oh, Katherine Heigl. Thank you. Yeah, she she got feeling herself a little too much. Started doing interviews and was like, "Well, I think the movie sexist, and I think this, and I think this, and I think this." And they were like, "Okay, well, you can think that all you want, and we can choose not to hire you. Have a nice career." She's also a notoriously from what I've heard, a notorious cunt to work with. Well, like, I mean, I don't know. Like she loves herself from Catherine Heigl. Not talented. She is not a good actor. I, I mean, like, I, not in the least. She just looks good. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say. I don't, I'm right? not even if attracted I, to her. If I make a movie, I look. I, I've never met fucking. I, I've been in bands that I knew weren't all that great, but it kept me involved in the music scene to where I could look for another band, right. and you know, and and and, <laughs> and kept me networking with musicians. I didn't go around bad mouthing my own band. It's like how girls do relationships. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't really like this guy, but it's a dick until I find another. And that is that is called being an adult. Okay. Yeah, people. You know, people right. tend to want to boil things down to where it's just black and white. It's a binary choice, left or right, wrong or you know, wrong or 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 or, in, or, or right, whatever. You have to have a job. You don't quit your job and then start looking for a job unless your job is just that bad. You, I've, I've, I've held on to jobs that I despised. I woke up every morning going, do I really need fucking the lights on? It's summer. What do I need gas for? I got an electric stove. I don't need gas in the summer. Like, seriously, I don't need cable. What do I need cable for? You know, and but no, I I, get, I force myself to get up and go to a fucking job because I have to. I have bills to pay. I have shit to do. Well, it's like that that dipshit who quit her job at E. Yeah, you showed them. Now, now you don't work there anymore. First of all, and now you're not on TV. I don't even know who the fuck she was. Her name sounds familiar. Just probably one of the talking heads that sits there and reads you news that doesn't matter. Well, I mean, honestly, I I don't really. I haven't. E has been off my radar for so long. I don't. I think like Jules Asner and the gay guy with glasses were still the two yeah. top talking heads on E. I, I think I the last even, time I watched E is the last time I took E. The last thing yeah. I, I think the last thing that I watched on E was uh, uh, Chelsea, and she's been off of E for a long fucking time. You know, yeah, you might be right because I used to watch that with an ex of mine. So I don't. But okay. You, how long were you there versus what was it? Who was she bitching about? Seacrest pay, paycheck? Was it who she was, she wanted to be paid like Seacrest? Was that it? Uh, no, uh, Jason Kennedy. Who the fuck? Hold on, I'm trying to read. Yeah, you this know what? Shit. Both them motherfuckers are lucky I wasn't paying them because I'd have been like, I give you minimum wage. I don't know who the fuck you people are. <laughs> I don't care. Give him the Jack Palance. Do you understand? There are know who the hell you are. There's, you. I mean, do these people not understand that there is thousands of people waiting to take their job? I know, right? 
Well, he, he did say Kat Sadler and Jason Kennedy had different roles and different salaries. Kat was in daytime, and Jason handled prime evening news and red carpet. I hope that sets the record straight on that. I don't think it's been portrayed accurately. They had different job, so they're so yes, there's different pay scale for different jobs. Once again, it's like okay, it's like the uh, the chick who used to do the drunk hour on the Today Show has now taken over for Matt Lauer. Hold a copy. Yeah, and they're trying to, they're trying to compare her salary. To his salary. Okay, first of all... <laughs> his was based on performance. He'd been there forever. Yeah. He's and been... she just and, and she's still on the contract that she signed when she was doing one hour of the show when they would all get drunk. That's it. When it hurt, when if, if she's a success taking over his spot, when contract rene- 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 uh, renego- uh, negotiation time comes up, oh, believe me, she's going to get paid. You right. can't. You can't That's go. How it works. Oh, she's. It's like a baseball player who signs a rookie contract, making let's say just throw numbers out, seven hundred fifty grand a year, and then he has a breakout year. They call him up to the majors. His first year up, just plays out of his mind. Well, he has to wait till his contract's over here, or he has to renegotiate. You don't just automatically start making superstar money just because you got called up. It doesn't work that way. You signed a contract. You have to either renegotiate or wait till the contract's up and, and then, then negotiate a, a one at a higher pay. This is simple shit. What are people upset about? I, I, I mean, do, do they expect like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, I guess it would have been, what is today on NBC? Is it the, is it the network? Yes. I, I mean, I guess it would have been nice if they said, we want you for Matt Lauer's spot. We want to lock you in on a long-term contract. We're going to dead that contract you got. We're going to give you a new one, and here's $10 million a year. I guess that'd be nice. It wouldn't be very intelligent for NBC. I, I, I know how the industry works enough to know that they're going to wait to see what the ratings say before they pay her. If the ratings go up and stay that way, she'll probably end up making more than Matt Lauer was. If they go down... She probably will be looking for another job. That's simple. It's not that big of a deal. These, these, these are. It's like adults don't understand how the world works anymore. They don't. They think it's. God damn it! I hate going back to this well every fucking week. But it's like you're not special. You're not going to get a trophy just for showing up. We're not going to pay you just to exist. It, it, just because your parents lied to you and told you you're special and you could do anything you want and told you you deserve success. And school pumped that bullshit in your head. Doesn't mean it's true. My school counselor says I showed great leadership abilities and blah, 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 blah. And they tell everybody that, you stupid bitch. I got <laughs> right. a friend who believes that. And I tell his dumb ass, you simple motherfucker. They tell everybody that. Right. And my horoscope said that I was going to be, you know, I was going to find love today. Me and everybody else that was born in the same time period are all going to find love today. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's 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 frustrating, and I scratch my head because I'm like the world. We can't be this dumb. It's oh, just, we think, are. Well, no, no, I, dude, I really think I really think we've gotten to the point where anybody who dares to speak up gets shouted down and slammed so hard. People are afraid to tell the truth. It's what is the what is the quote that's attributed to Orwell all the time? I'm not really sure he said it, but. In 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 times of deception, telling the truth becomes an act of rebellion. That's what we're that's what we're living in now. Just just going no look like something as simple as 
okay, someone a kid's born, they grow up, they feel like they're a girl, but they were born a boy, and they transition. Wonderful. Great. I'm glad you're happy now. Glad you got what you want. But if you were born a boy and you transition to a girl, you're going to have to take your girly ass in at 40 and get a prostate exam. You are still biologically a male. Period. Oh, so you're saying I'm not a real woman? No! Yeah, you have a prostate. <laughs> and if a woman transitions to a male... Guess who's got to get a pap smear? Exactly! Why, I, why is that hateful? It's the truth. And, and that fucking speech from Oprah. Our own truth. To speak our own truth. We talked about it with Todd. Fuck that. There's a, there's a point where we can't kowtow to people's delusions. Because it's counterproductive for them. It's going to hurt them and us in the long run. And we're at that point. And I mean, I, I just, I feel like people, more people need to speak up and go, it's not hateful. I'm not, I don't want to take anybody's rights away because they're trans. I don't think they're less than me. I just, you have to be honest. You're not, you are biologically the, 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 the sex you were born as, period. Now you want to fucking argue about gender being a spectrum? Fine. I'm not having that argument. I think it's a lot of bullshit on most people's parts. I think there's I think there's very few people who do fall into the different categories, but I think there's a lot of people doing it because it's the trendy thing to do, to call yourself something, because then you fit in with the crowd. It's no different than wearing Doc Martens and flannel when we were younger. It's, it's all it is. You know, I, you go to someone's dating profile, I'm non Binary, gender fluid, blah blah. That's a when I read that, I go, that's a that's a lot of words just to say you're mentally ill. But okay, am I sticking something in you, or what's going on? How's this working? Yeah, I, I, it's it's just it, we're just gonna, we're just gonna change it to any or outy. Well, facts uh, and know, the truth. Rich, are I think you cross a line there though with mental illness. You know, I don't. I don't none of the behavior that just you described is mental illness. You're telling me body dysmorphia is not a mental illness? How are you defining body? How does this tie into body dysmorphia, though? If you look at if you look at yourself and see something that's not there, that's what that's the definition of body dysmorphia. And that that yes, trans people are on are in that involved in that definition also. It's not necessarily only that. I have a friend. He he thinks he's fat. He's 150 pounds. He looks like a fucking survivor of Auschwitz. He keeps wanting to lose weight because he's, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. That's body dysmorphia. You're not fat, bro. You've dropped 70 right. pounds in a year and a half. It's not healthy. But he's he's obsessed with it, and you can't shake him from it. Fine. Mental illness, and by the way, I, I'm not one of those people that mental illness doesn't mean a negative thing to me. That's, I don't say it in a negative way. I mean, if I if I walked around saying I'm an alien, but it's not, it's, I would be mentally It's not about Ill. whether it's negative or positive, though. It's about... You, uh, what society's response to that is mental if you define something as mental illness then there's implicitly a cure for that or you have to learn to live with it like schizophrenic people have to learn to live with it people with who are prone who have chemical imbalances have to learn to live with it you have to make peace with it so you can move on so it doesn't destroy your life i don't i don't think there's anything wrong with saying that look if you feel that you were truly born in the wrong body as far as male and female and you want to transition, I have no problem with that. My problem is when people start, they take it too far. 
you know, oh, my six-year-old told me that he 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 he's he's really a girl trapped in a boy's body. Okay, great. Then dress him up how he wants to dress. Let him play with all the dolls he wants. But I'm sorry, I'm not gonna fucking I'm not gonna co-sign and rubber stamp. Start chopping body parts off and giving him hormones mm-hmm. at six years old. And it's funny because no, that's are, ridiculous. These are the same people that would argue with you that we shouldn't be drugging and vaccinating our children. And giving right. him Ritalin, but yet they want to fucking give him hormones to keep him from going through okay. puberty. Okay, <laughs> that is not. But okay. but but you got to pick and choose. Like, if that behavior is okay for them to express themselves in that way because they're just being them, right? Well, but yet, if you have a three-year-old boy, what do you do when he sticks his hand down his pants? You give him a swat and you be like, "Hey, you know, don't fiddle your diddle with other people around." This is how it works. But by your respective how you handle Unless you're into you know, that, you can do when you're child older. Express, how how you how your child expresses themselves as a as a, a sexual being, then you have to say, Well, look, he's just expressing himself. If my three year old wants to jerk it in front of me, well, I'm just gonna let him. No. Like like no, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> Get that if drop. you control that behavior, if you control that behavior, why not control this other? Well, that article I sent you guys it, that was specifically that, that focused on on that San Francisco family. Did you did you even read it or did you like skim it? Because there was something in there that happens with parents of multiple children, one of whom comes out as trans. It happens at a very high rate. Which is, let's say the let's say you have a son and a daughter, and the son is older, and he goes. I'm trans, mm-hmm. and the parents start taking them to to therapy and you know hormones and and you know the whole nine. The younger kid sees it, sees the older kid getting attention, so the older the younger kid goes, "I'm trans too." No, you're not. You're you're a kid. You want attention. You see one. You see your sibling getting more attention than you. And the fact that they don't they don't vet these kids by putting them with a professional who's going to be a psychiatrist and talk to them and see if it's real or if it's because it's the popular thing to say before you it's insanity to me how could you let a a 10 year old who you won't let set his own bedtime tell you he wants to cut his penis off and go oh okay that's reasonable i mean sit him down talk to him if he's if he's legitimately trans guess what when you're 18, you can cut off everything you want, take all the hormones or blockers or estrogen or whatever the fuck you want. That's fine. But I'm not letting you do it. Right. To me, that's well, child I, abuse. Right. I think the... When we were kids, it wouldn't a lot of shit when you'd come up with crazy shit and tell your parents, well, I want to do this, I want to do that. And wouldn't the answer usually be, oh, when you're 18, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, yep. Can yeah. we toss it in this, in this and that basket? You think you're a girl or you think you're a right. boy? Great. You want to do all the... You want to change it? Well, when you're 18, go ahead. I think and, people and are way, failing to see the di- where the line is. Like, there's a difference between being like acceptance of it. You know, there's for for every situation that you're describing, Rich. There's just as many where somebody, you know, a teenager is wanting to express themselves in a way that their parents are against, and they're extremely negative about it, and definitely. It, but do you understand that I'm not it, speaking it, but, for but, those but people because I'm to, not one of those people? No, I don't. I can't speak for them because I'm not. I don't look no, at them. I'm, I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying that, like, in order to, like... I'm not phrasing this right. So there's a big difference between being negative about it and and versus being accepting about it, but people are going past acceptance to letting the child make decisions, important decisions. And that, like, like, the child gets to make the decisions... Sometimes about, you know, what they fucking eat. And even then, you know I'm you, like... Yeah, you know what you're you supposed what to get as a you. child? Like, <laughs> what pizza place are we going to on Friday? Not if you right. get to keep your ball sack. <laughs> right. Okay, let me, well, let me try mean, to, let me like, try to well, explain that, where I'm coming from. Maybe maybe this will clear up some of... Because I, I understand... I, I, I get that I could be coming off one way, and I really don't mean to, so I just want to clarify what I'm saying. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. I feel it's like it's like if I talk about dating. Now, I'm heterosexual. I'm not attracted to men. I've never dated a man. So when I talk about dating, I talk about it from a heterosexual male's point of view. And inevitably, in mixed company, I'm going to get a woman go, why don't you talk about it from the woman's point of view? Because I'm not a fucking woman, lady. Yeah, I, no, can't, right? I can't speak with... If I was then I would be accused of mansplaining. Exactly. So I can't speak for that. If my daughter had come to me at 10 and said I feel like I'm a boy trapped in a girl's body, okay, what are we going what do you want to do about it? Well, I want to go on hormones and I want to have surgery. Well, well that's not going to happen until you're 18. Now, if you want me to take you I'm take and back all buy, these dresses I got you for Christmas, go buy clothes that reflect how you feel. And and you want to play sports or whatever the you know whatever stereotypical thing that that, that that boys quote unquote do, I have no problem with that. But I can't in good conscience co-sign and go, oh yeah, just do what you want because that's the way you feel. To me, it's fucking with nature, man. If you start well, messing with a kid that, before right. they're done cooking, you're fucking with nature. It's the let it's the body the finish the, doing its thing, and then the idea. I know that when I say the words mental illness, some people bristle automatically because there's a stigma attached to it. But mental illness, I don't see as necessarily a negative. It's like if you're born with a physical condition that you have to learn to live with. There's nothing negative in that. And to me, to, to, to act like it's not there is more detrimental than going, let's deal with it here. Because there is a, you know, the suicide rate for... People who say they're trans, whether they transition or not, is still above 40%. And too many people see that number and automatically go, that's because society won't accept them. Yeah, that's part of it. But a lot of it is because we won't have honest conversations with them, all right? We won't sit down and be honest with them. Or we go too far to 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 the other side. Instead of, you know, not dealing with it, we're too supportive, Okay, well now we're going to start pumping hormones right. in you at nine years old, and we're going to right because because to know. do anything else would be to oppress your own child. That's the this is the attitude that society is impressing upon parents. That if you're denying your child expressing themselves in a certain way, that you are oppressing them. When it it's again, it's no different from any other restrictions that you would put on your child. Hey man, it got us bridges. It got us roads. <laughs> it got us what? Uh, um, uh, uh, quote unquote, oppressing your child. Well, no, no, no. I 
maybe I'm not making myself clear. Um, I put quotes around it. It's no, I, I understand the point that you're making, but it's that's not the difference here. I mean, certainly, like setting aside the fact that in the past you probably would have just been beat for saying shit like this, right? I'm a woman trapped in a man's body. Well, I'm going to beat the woman out of you. I'm going to beat the bitch out of you. (laughs) Right? And that would be the attitude, and that would be the correction for it, and that would be actual oppression. But now it's it's beyond that. You can't... It's the good old overcorrection. You can't just accept it as this is how your child is. You have to defer to the will of the child in order to not be oppressive to the child. I, you know, which is, and a, which is a ludicrous thought. Which is not parenting. There was, and there, there was a, is a middle. There is a middle ground there to be accepting of, and still understand that you know that that you, that this is one of those <laughs> situations where you ultimately know better. And also know that this could be you know, this could be the who your child is, or this could be I want a guitar, and then you buy him the guitar and it sits in the corner for the rest of its life, exactly. and they never touch the fucking thing, because kids go through phases and they'll go through a lot of them, and I think it's good that we're talking about this more, that there is a discussion that look you. Just because you raise a girl doesn't mean she's going to date boys and vice versa. But to to even talk about giving that decision over to somebody who is still prepubescent is ludicrous. It's that's not. What other decisions would you trust your prepubescent child with? Besides, right. like I identify as a Harley's angel, so I'm going to get a motorcycle and a tattoo, and you go tell that you're fucking not. Yeah, no, right. I don't care how you identify. I, you know, I and I understand that I, 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 I'm I, in my circle of friends. I'm seen as a bleeding heart liberal when it comes to a lot of this, the issues with children. But at the same time, uh, some of them, you know, some of my friends are like, "Oh, you're just too hard on you know uh, your outlook on kids," and. One of the th- one of the conversations that came up based on in my circle of friends based on an article was this article, some opinion piece was wrote that telling your kids, hey, this is what I made for dinner, and if you don't want it, go to bed hungry, is like akin to abuse that you have to make your child what they want. And I'm going, no, the fuck you don't. You're the adult. I'm not going to let a five year old tell me what they want to eat because it's going to be nothing but fucking sugar and cake. And Bill Cosby did it, a skit out, dad is great, give us chocolate cake. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. And if that makes me a bad parent in your eyes, so fucking be it. By the way, until you start paying for this kid's bills, you can shut the fuck up. Keep your opinion, grab it, grab a hammer, pound it straight up your ass, because that's what I fucking think of it. I don't really give a shit. But it's never, it never stops there. It's, we need to... We need to shame parents like this, and we need to get laws on the books that stop these types of things. Get the fuck out of here. Really? I have, I have friends who, by their third kid, were just burnt. <laughs> I don't know any other way to put it. And she's like, I don't eat this, I don't eat this. And they just said, fine, fuck it. Eat what you want. All this kid eat is chicken fingers, ramen noodles, and cheese sandwiches. 
And this kid is like 16. He's got a tapeworm. This, this is what this kid has ate since she's been four. Because <laughs> there's a cholesterol level of a 40-year-old man. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, you know, and my one buddy sat down with the father and said, and he's a father of three himself. He said, look, from one father to another, you better nip this shit in the bud. Because if you don't, it's going to start being an issue. They're going to think that's how the world works. Hey, everybody caters to you at all times for all things, among I, other things. Like I, I said, and, I have the obvious health issues. So. I mean, in a lot of ways, you just pretty much described, yeah, that, that, that child. You're going to, go to, you're going to go to your job. I mean, wait a minute. You didn't do exactly what I wanted when I wanted it. And to, and to go to into these, these adults who go to kids and go, do you feel like mommy and daddy are being mean to you? Yeah, that's abuse. Of course they're going to fucking... Anytime, anytime you tell your kid you can't do something, that kid's going to be like, man, fuck my parents. That doesn't mean that's abuse. No, I'm not, honey, I'm not going to let you play with a loaded gun. It doesn't make me a bad parent. That's bullshit. And, and it's you just, are oppressing I, my curiosity about firearms. Well, I, I mean, I hate to be this guy, but maybe we need to hand some more loaded guns to children. <laughs> oh, come on. George Carlin? bleach in the gene pool, you know? The, I mean, the kid who swallows the most marbles doesn't get to swallow any more marbles? Is that where we're going with this? <laughs> can, it, <laughs> can, I, can I shift gears here? Because there's a couple more things that happened uh, today, actually, that I wanted to get you guys' opinion on. Okay. And one of them was the continuation of the, oh, I forget what the name of it is, but the NSA surveillance law. Oh, God. That allows them to warrantlessly listen to uh, phone calls and record those phone calls that are, are from uh, foreign agents, even if they have an American uh, on the other side of that line. Is this from the Patriot Act? Is, um, well, no, this, this is actually... This wasn't part of the Patriot Act. This was the program that uh, Snowden uh, revealed. The one that, that he was the whistleblower on this warrantless wiretapping program that the NSA was undergoing. And, you know, since then, you know, Snowden's in exile and we've made this into law. Um, like they tend to do with laws that seem not quite constitutional. They go, well, it's temporary. We'll put an expiration date on it, right? There's a sunset clause of some sort in this law. So we'll have to revisit this. Like, we don't like this any better, more than you do, but we feel it's necessary. So let's look at this again in, in a couple years. Well, we've come to that point and it has been renewed with the support of democrats as well oh yeah there's um, a protest yeah. on this 55 uh, of them they could have swung it the other way but they voted for it 256 to 164 so if you mm -hmm. don't agree with it we're social media on this one if you don't agree with it right. folks go look up see if your politician the politician who represents you voted for it and vote their ass out, period. Because this isn't this isn't something that the Democrats can lay at the feet of the Republicans. This is a shockingly bipartisan support to basically circumvent your rights. 
This is your government. This is what they're telling you they think of you. That your rights just aren't that important. And then, I, I, to me, I, I this is absolutely unacceptable. This is like, you, you're kidding me, right? This is the one thing that, 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 that they're going to cross the aisle on? Right. Yeah, no, right. The, th- the thinking behind this, I mean, this, while this isn't part of the Patriot Act, this was definitely a fallout from 9-11. This is a response to terrorism. And, you know, the thinking here is that we can't have to, if we, if we have to go to prove to a judge that there's a valid reason why we are listening in to the conversations of these people, then that's going to be time spent where we could be avoiding a possible attack, right? Well, I, I guess that kind of makes sense, but the problem with 9-11 wasn't that we didn't respond fast enough, right? The problem was that we didn't respond at all to information that we knew, that there were people that knew this was going to happen and couldn't get any action on it, and that our our current intelligence agencies weren't cooperating enough, and the administration didn't take it as a serious threat. Those are the problems that led to 9-11 happening. Not not being able to... It wasn't like there was a phone call from Osama and he was like, get the crew together, we're going tonight. Like This intel, we're talking years in advance of planning. I don't so think it's not like there's going to be the... I don't think most people even understand what you got to go through as far as ground school before they even put you in an airplane right. for real. I mean... This was not an overnight thing. Like you're, it just like you're pointing out. I mean, that's warrantless. It's, it's not going to be a case where we we get the phone call and we're like, oh, here it is. Yep, exactly. They just called that's, for a terrorist attack. We have to act in the next twenty minutes, or we're going to be vulnerable. Yeah, the, that's not how this fucking shit works. <laughs> the real world isn't a, a season of twenty four, folks. Right. <laughs> well, not only that, but you're telling me that that's their best argument for this. Yet, I have literally been pulled over in Florida, and a cop said, can I search your car? I said, you've got probable cause? Well, if you don't want me to search your car, you don't want me to search your car, I'm just going to detain you on the side of the road for the next hour. I'm going to get a warrant, and I'm going to tear your car apart and leave it on the side of the road. you got 24 hours to put it together and move it, or else we're going to have it towed and impounded at your expense. Make your decision. Not wanting to be searched is is probable cause. And I yeah. said, fine, search my car. <laughs> so you're telling me they can get a warrant to rip my car apart and leave it on the side of I-4 in Florida in an hour. But right. if, if they go, if they have credible information that they need a wiretap, they can't wake a judge up to get that fucking warrant? Fuck right. off. Once again, we're being lied to. And we're just going, okay. Yep, the lies the truth. Why? Because well, enough people, enough people are okay with it. And this is this is more Patriot Patriot Act bullshit. Again, you know, it's not part of the Patriot Act, but look what happened with that. It continues to be renewed because it's too politically risky to not. And it's not really I mean, I don't think the voters don't pay enough attention. It's when you're the person running against you wants to use that as an issue and say, "Well, this person didn't vote for the Patriot Act, so they want 
America to be less safe. Well, they didn't vote to to renew the uh, NSA surveillance law. Dare. So they don't care. They don't care about the security of this country, and it, it just—it's not even in reality, right? Well, here's the thing: if it, if if they could show, they don't have to give exact details. We don't need to know to kind of go back to what Chris was saying exactly how the sausage is made. But I've yet to really see or hear any concrete proof that them being able to warrant without a warrant listen to phone calls listen to any electronic transmission read your emails has done anything i mean we have the freedom of information act where's you know it's it's like it's it's like what if you're prosecuted once once the trial's over everything becomes public part of the public record but but not this you don't need to know about this and i just go back to something i was told as a child when someone tells you that you can't read a book, that's the book you need to read. Run your ass, If they take it out of the, the school library, run your ass to the public library. And if they don't have it there, find a way to get enough money to buy it. Because people with nothing to hide don't, don't say, don't worry, you don't need to know about this. That's just not how shit works. And you can't... Okay, I'm going to take that back. Strike that. You can convince me that... It's really nothing to worry about, but they don't even put on airs that they're going to try. They just say, it's for your own good, shut up. Excuse me, I'm not a fucking child, and you're not my parent. Because I say so, according to the laws of this country, is not a good enough reason for shit to happen, period. But, once again, 9-11, terrorism, they're coming to get you, they hate us for our freedom. Terror. Well, if you're so worried about terrorists, how about this, how about we stop fucking around in other countries and they're and meddling in their business. That's that. I guarantee you that would have a pretty significant impact on how we're hated around the world. I mean, it's a movie. It's based. It's based on you know facts. But the movie Charlie Wilson's War. The whole point of that movie was we went over there. We supported the Afghans fighting the Soviets, and we had yeah he had to do some convincing to get the money up to so they could buy the missiles to shoot down. The, the Russian helicopters and all this and arm the, the the resistance, but when, but he didn't have to work that hard to convince people to do it. He had to basically make peace between people of different ideologies to work together. But once Russia pulled out, he was like, okay, now let's go in and rebuild their schools and rebuild this. And they were like, yeah, we've given like what, a couple hundred billion to them for weapons. We'll give you $5 million for school rebuilding. And he's like, we can't do that. We've given these people weapons, armed them to the teeth, trained them, and we're not going to help them? We're not going to help them rebuild their country? They're going to end up hating us. This is going to come back to bite us in the ass. And everybody he told Isn't them this? to oh. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, it's, it's the lesson that we learned from World War II, Right? We left Germany in ruins after World War One, and they <laughs> they grew up all fucked up and came back to haunt us. And then, so then we learned, okay, look, we're gonna beat your ass again, but this time we're gonna help you back up once we're done. Yes, because you can't treat the citizens. You can't punish the citizens who had no way to overthrow their leaders for what the leaders ultimately did. 
Right. We didn't go after Germans after World War II. We went after Nazis, people who were part of that party, people who, at least in theory, we were supposed to only go after Nazis, um, people who, you know, we could prove was were involved in the war crimes the Nazi party committed. We didn't go house to house and start punishing the average German citizen who was conscripted and had no choice, fought at the under the threat of, we'll kill you or your family. You have no choice but to fight. And why don't... Why is that so always so off the table to talk about when it comes to how do we... We're never going to stop terrorism, but we can at least right. slow it down. Less right, yeah, the chicken... You know, is, I, I don't even know that this particular issue is that egregious. It's the attitude and how it's handled that, that bothers me more. Uh, because this lax attitude of giving away freedoms can be applied to many other things. This particular issue of, you know, because the, the idea here is that people in other countries aren't protected by our laws. And international espionage has been a common practice. It's no secret. It's the idea that if you have an American agent involved, that they should be protected because you wouldn't be allowed to warrantly listen into their conversations if they were having that conversation with somebody else in this country with another citizen, right? So that's where the, the line that's being crossed. That's kind of a gray line. Like, I... I could be convinced that this was a law worth keeping, but the effort the effort to convince is not even being put forth. It's another instance of, if you want to restrict my freedoms in some way, then you have to show me the proof and why that's effective, you know? Put a fucking number on it. This allows us to be... X amount, you know, 50% more or even like 20% more effective in finding these uh, planned terror attacks and stopping them before they happen. If you can show me that that's happening, then I'll agree that, okay, maybe that's a freedom that I'm willing to give up. It's not the worst thing in the world. Because we all do that. Our whole lives are based around freedoms that we're giving up in order to just coexist. But the proof isn't even given. It's all based on fear, and there, there's nothing good to become of uh, to come of, uh, of making laws based on people's fears. Well, what's even worse, and is certainly that, not when it directly affects your freedom. What's even worse than not being told is that when we're at when we ask, "Hey, where's the proof?" You're, you know, oh, what do you support the terrorists? They want to cast doubt on you for having the balls to ask for. Oh, I don't know. Hold on, it's yeah. it's it's. Hold on, it's it's here in my beard somewhere. Let me get it out. You find uh, it. I mean, it's in my wife's burka. Let me go see if she's got it. I, it. When when the mere act of going, can you show us proof that this is working, becomes akin to treason to some people. I mean, at that point, man, I'm like, this is why. This is why more and more I'm starting to feel like, man, just blow it all up and start over. We, something has to happen. I'm not, I'm not literally. Some, well, you know, some days for about 10 minutes at a time, I feel like, just <laughs> drop all the nukes. But, you know, I, 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 you oh, know, I don't want to see what will happen. <laughs> doesn't this show you something about the 
the current Democrats that are in power? They're fucking pussies. Because e- either they're pussies or they're complicit in some way, right? Either they really don't give a shit about people's rights or they're too much of a pussy to get together and craft a message to explain to the average citizen why this is an overreach by your government. But it, it, I don't know. Like that's, As much as we're seeing this shift, and I think it's natural that we're going to see a pushback against Trump, it's just the way the political system works. There's no clear leadership emerging from this movement. There's no. no organization to it. And the issues are right And the scary right thing there. is, is it's 2018. The, I mean, We're this three years is away from issues. another election, believe it or not. I, it, to not... It, there's, it's just... I don't think... We, we've just... We've, we've, we've gone past the point of people caring enough to do anything. And the only way, really, politicians are going to start bristling at this type of thing is if these type of laws get turned around and used on them. If 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 a warrantless wiretap busts, you know, a couple high-profile senators and congressmen, and it's that was how they got the info, and there's federal charges handed down, and people start going to prison, oh, you'll see politicians change their tune. But they don't care because this is just... Hey, they're going to stay in power. They're still going to be able to do their dirt behind closed doors. They're going to pull the shades and go, you don't need to know what's going on in here. It's for your own good you not for you not to know. And there's just not enough people care. Yeah. And like I said, well, when you can, we label people who care as you're crazy, you're paranoid. Show me a reason. Show me a reason not to be paranoid. Yeah. And I don't even... It's not like you can blame intelligence organizations, right? That's their job. Their job is to try and figure all this shit out, and if they never had to deal with the intricacies of the law, they wouldn't. They know what their mission is, to stop people from dying in this country. And they're going to do whatever they want to do. It's it's our job as a people, through the people that we elect into office, to set those restrictions, to say, well, here's where going too far is. And I think we, we have that set pretty clearly in our Constitution, what those limits are. And yet we just blindly, out of fear, ignorance, or or just I don't know what, we just blindly let them uh, hack away at our rights because they're keeping us safe. Well, look, that is what we pay you for, right? We are paying our government through our taxes for protection. It's a major part of what we expect from them. But there's also accountability here. Like, if you can't prove to me that that what you're doing is effective, then I don't know what we're doing here. So it's it's a it's a to me it's a necessary evil to an extent. But I just I'm not comfortable with letting people run wild with shit just based on. Hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna abuse this power. But I need the I need the the option to be able to abuse this power without consequence. But I swear I'm not going to abuse this power. Right. It's you know I'm like, eh, come on, man. You know I mean, it's like a guy trying to convince a girl. Come on, 
just say I can fuck you in the ass. I'm never going to want to. I just want to know I can. No, because that's the first step down the road of next thing you know, you got a thumb in your butt when you're getting it doggy style. All right. No, it's let me take the condom off. I swear I won't come in you. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to come on your face. I'm not going to come in your hair. Come on, of course. (laughs) Why would I do that? I don't want to do that. That's 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 degrading. Fast forward well, five months, it's a bukkake <laughs> fest, you know? I mean... What about this issue? I wonder if you guys had heard about... Uh, this wasn't any pr- proposed legislation, but uh, Trump wants to open it up for states to allow... Uh, not allow, to require that people who are on Medicaid work or if they can't work for whatever reason that they're doing something that they're volunteering they're going to school they're doing something in order to receive their medicaid don't uh, and this is people this who is a, receive medicaid unless they're on disability work anyways i you know i don't know the stats on that it, it seems like it to me I, I mean my mom when she was on disability because, you know, of her cancer and everything, she was unable to work. But when she was on Medicaid before she was diagnosed with cancer, she worked. She just didn't make enough for health insurance, you know, to... to and this is this is well... I mean, she died in 2011, so this is well before the, you know, Obamacare shit. I have always thought that you, you have to... If you make over a certain amount, then you don't qualify for Medicaid... And so the right. fact that there's an amount set means that probably a lot of people on Medicaid are working. Mm-hmm. And so there's an implication there that you know if you're if you're receiving government assistance, then you're lazy. That you're you need to be motivated in some way. And look, you're going to have lazy, unmotivated people who just are comfortable on the government teeth. That's where they want to be, and and I, I, I don't know that you can change people. What this is really going to affect is people who are in dire need of Medicaid, people who are, I don't know, I mean, so sick that they can't work. So it's like a, a chicken or egg situation. Like, you can't... Or, or more of a catch-22, I guess, would be the appropriate analogy here. You know, they want you to work, but you're not well enough to work, so they're not going to give you your Medicaid so that you can't get well enough so that you could ever work. Well, I mean, I once again, my cynic comes out. It, it, isn't this basically just a polite way of saying, just just die? We really have no, u- we have no use for you. Right. You're, no, you're no good to us as far as a productive member of society so if we take you if we take your ability to survive away from you well i mean you can pretty it up with all the language you want but you take insulin away from someone who needs it you just and they can't afford it on their own no matter how many jobs they work no matter how many hours they put in well right it's you know this seems like something for his base because why not just take the money? Why not just take a little extra on April 15th like you do with unemployment? Hey, we gave you this much in Medicaid last year. You owe us this much of, you owe us this much money on April 15th. But instead of doing the, this whole. Well, I mean, if they're not even working, then. 
Well, not working would be disability. They would have to be on some form of disability, which I don't, if right. you're not working, you're not filing taxes, so you're not getting a tax return. Well, I, unless, what, earned income credit for children? Yeah, but no, but you still got to, don't, don't, isn't it a giant Ponzi scheme where they still go, oh, it's still income, so you owe us money based on that income? Well, I know they tax your, uh, your social yeah. security. Yeah. You know, and it's like, how the fuck are you going to tax me on a tax? Well, I already paid. That's I. That's what they do. But that's well, what I'm I, just I do, mean, I know. But, but I was say, just do that with Medicaid instead of. Yeah, you're right, Aaron. It's kind of like shaming. Like, well, you need work, school, or volunteer. Let's take, just take the money. You're good at it. You're the government. Just take the money without asking. That's what you're great at. That. I mean, I guess I have no. Pro- Look, if someone is working and they're working poor, you know, they're they're under the cutoff limit, and they get Medicaid. I get I, I maybe it's going to seem cold-hearted. I don't really see a problem with them not getting a tax return because it's not like you're they're going to get they're not getting you know millionaire type tax break. You know you're not getting a whole lot back anyways, right? And it's kind of a, yeah, I guess it's kind of a fair trade-off. What is what are taxes when you're that poor anyways? It's a interest-free loan to the government. Because I always remember this, everybody. When we all, in discussions like this, this message always gets lost with some people. Shit costs money. Yes, you got. You are not in the best situation if you are getting Medicaid. But at the same time, you know this 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 medical treatment you got costs money. It's got to be. Pay, can, it's got to be paid for somehow. And somewhere I can tell you along this. the line. I can tell you this, as someone who had Medicaid at one point, uh, the government are motherfuckers when it comes to negotiating what they're going to pay for and what mm-hmm. they're not going to pay for. If oh. insurance companies negotiated like the government, premiums would be a lot less expensive. My sister is a Medicaid biller where she works. Trust me, she fucking... It, it, we've had fascinating conversations. It makes me go, really? I pay taxes? Like, yeah. Well, just to it's give just, like, just, just an it's, example. It's like either give the support or don't. Like, it's like if you were to walk down the street and see a bum, right? Either you give him a buck or you don't. Either way, that's your decision. But don't give him a buck and then say, now nah, you got to shine Dance, my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Dance, monkey. Hey, I gave you a dollar. Hey, my windshield's awfully dirty. Although, you know, I did do that once. I told the bum that I would only give him a dollar if he told me a joke. But I was drunk in my defense. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like such an unerrant thing to do. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna give you this dollar. You tell me a fucking joke. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Case in point, what I'm getting at is, I spent when I didn't have insurance and I was paying out of pocket. Doctor said I needed blood work and a complete workup. That's a thousand dollars out of pocket. Yeah. When I was on Medicaid, they sent me the statement. The exact same blood work, the exact same workup the next year, they, the government paid $100. I'm like, how the fuck did they, what? Yeah, can I get on that plan? I'm like, why? And they're like, because the government basically goes to the doctors, this is what you're going to get, take it or leave it. And they're like, $100, okay. And I'm like, okay, but are, are we ignoring the fact that I got gouged to the tune of $900 then? Because I doubt if those doctors weren't making at least, weren't breaking even at least, they're not doing that out of the goodness of their heart. They're not, you know, the lab technicians don't go to work voluntarily. It's not, it's not. It's I not, love drawing blood. It's my passion. Yeah. I'll do it it's for not free. charity. 
So I just, I don't, like I said, I, it may sound cold-blooded. I don't really have a problem with them keeping their tax returns. But if someone's on disability, I mean, what do you, okay, what are they, they going to do? I mean, what can you really do? If, someone's, if someone can't. Tell her in a joke. I, if you're wheelchair-bound, what? Uh, do volunteer work from home? Okay, what? I mean, are we going to start having people who are, who are shut-ins, who can't leave the house? Stuff because envelopes. of a major disability, yeah, start calling for, hi, this is so-and-so representing the IRS. You owe them money. Would you like to set up payments? I mean... Yeah, there's a warrant out for your arrest. And I mean, disability, at least when my mom was on full disability, wasn't even a 1000 bucks a month. So, I mean, what are we going to value their labor at? How much are they going to have to work? Or volunteer, if you will. You know, I mean, what's, what is it? Is it minimum wage? Is it more? I mean, it just seems to me it's like the whole when Bush, in, I think it was in 2003, gave a State of the Union address and said he wanted to set up a national program to where you could either join the military or volunteer, but you had to do you had to do that before the age of you know whatever 24. I can't remember exactly what it was. I mean, it obviously never went through. But he said it, and a lot of people got pissed because they were like, oh, fucking two years of my life? That's fuck out of here. Or join the military? Fuck that. It's kind of, it seems like it's the same thing. It's like, if someone's dis- if someone's disabled, aren't we at the point in society where we at least give lip service to the fact that we're willing to help them, give them the bare minimum to survive? I, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you, Chris. It sounds like something just to motivate his base. To throw him a bone and be like, see, because I, once again, Get these lazy negress off the exa- teeth. Exactly, exactly. And I just flash back to that, that Bill Maher uh, bit where, you know, they went down to Alabama and, uh, well, these coloreds shouldn't be getting all this government assistance. Well, do you get food stamps? Yeah. Do you get Medicaid? Yeah, but I need it. <laughs> oh, well, okay. I mean, if that's where we're setting the bar. Huh. Get some colored stone. Yeah. <laughs> Translation, I deserve it. Because I'm white and I belong here. I mean, I, once again. Wow. Some, isn't it a some lie? Some American. Going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it a lie, basically, to say that, you know, uh, uh, we're going to eliminate abuse of the system? There's always going to be abuse of the system. What we need to do is figure out what is an acceptable number and work to lower it to that. I mean, it's it's you cannot have a system set up like it is here in this country to help people who are poor or disabled with no abuse of that system. It's just like society. You're not going to put Canada, as big as it is, there's only 37 million people there. There's enough room to where I'm going to guess most Canadians could have at least a couple miles to themselves. But even if they did that, there's still going to be crime. Someone's still going to get pissed off and kill somebody else. You're never going to get rid of it completely. And it seems like politicians are in the business of selling wolf tickets by saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to eliminate this. No, you're not. No, you're not. And we, I mean, we've talked about it before. The the Reagan oh. eye of the welfare queen, the the imaginary person that his speechwriter came up with. Yeah. Out there, you know, oh, yeah, she had 16 kids and drove a Cadillac and 
walking around with Coach Purse and this and that. It, 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 that is a person that never existed. It was literally a creation, mm. a fictitious person that was created just to fucking piss people off who go to work every day. And here's what guys, am I alone in this? I don't, when I'm flush, I have no problem helping other people. I'd rather our tax money went to helping people in this country than bombing people in some other country. I mean, cause it, it's a necessary evil where it's going, one of the two is going to happen. Why shouldn't we try our best to build people up in this country? Because even if it's a 50% success rate of we, we help someone, you know, okay, here, go, to, go get a trade, go to college, get a, get a degree. And of the 10 people we help, five become independent members of society that can contribute back, pay taxes. They're not on the government tit. Isn't that better than right. just none? Right. What would, just, what would they do in science? Like, let's say you have some revolutionary procedure to, uh, you know, uh, help with heart disease. Uh, but it only helps with 20% of the patients that you try it on. But it doesn't hurt the rest. It just doesn't do anything to help them. Well, do you scrap it and say, well, we can't get, we got to get rid of this program. It's not perfect. There's 80% of these people that aren't being cured. You look at the 20% and you look at that as progress and you keep moving. You keep pressing forward. That's how come if you have... You have the welfare program or you don't. If you don't think we should have welfare, fine. Run on that. Try and make laws that that ban it. Try and get people off of it. That's your stance. But if you think that this is a program that we need to have, then take your losses, accept them, or figure, or figure out a way to, to tweak the system. It, trying to just kick people off of it because you think they're cheating is not a solution for a better program. I mean, it, it, to me, it's like working in the food service industry and expecting to have no waste in your food cost. <laughs> you, if, it's if, like- <laughs> you're going to eventually, something's going to go bad, you're going to throw it away, and you're not going to get a chance right. to use it. Or... or, or or let's say you're H&M and you're seeing a lot of uh, theft of your sweaters. And what's your solution? Let's make uglier sweaters that people won't want to steal. <laughs> That'll fix the problem. Let's just make a product that nobody will find useful. I mean, yeah, the point should be to limit the and have as low a number as possible. I agree with that. Yeah, right. But it's just like anything else. We have no problem sending American citizens to war knowing that a certain percentage are going to die. We shot people in rockets up in the moon, and some of them didn't make it. And Burned we kept on the going. Bed. Yeah. And we kept going because it was important, because we were seeing progress. We were seeing results. We saw a goal in mind. We had a goal in mind. I just... I I, it's, but it's for like some a, reason, you can't apply logic to politics. It's like all... Feelings based. Now, oh god, I'm uh, something. Yeah, it, we're it really. It, it is, and it's scary because it's like the whole. Okay, when Bernie was running, and people were, oh yeah, he wants to give free college. Free, nothing's free. Someone's got to pay for it. Yeah, and you know what? Did you listen to the rest of his fucking platform? I mean, he wasn't for U.S. intervention in every single fucking country, having our fingers in everybody's business like we are. Right, his other policies more than paid for it. Yes. You know, 
and he was basically investing in the American people, the infrastructure of the people of this country. And yeah, people go, well, if everyone's got a college degree, college degrees become useless. Not everyone was going to go to college. Free education does not mean everybody walks out with a doctorate. Some people are going to go to a trade school. Some people are going to, 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 to go to college. And yeah, you're going to have people who are going to get bullshit degrees. And you know what? Good. Go be a fucking English teacher somewhere. I mean, not that English is a bullshit degree, but let's be honest. You're not doing, you're not, you're not doing much with an English degree. Right, it's not. It's all. It's about supporting the people and the jobs that they're going to do. Not everyone's going to have some high-paying job that requires years of education. This is a fact. You have to have grunts. You know, somebody's got to work the fucking register. But twelfth grade education was great when you would end up in a <laughs> farm or in a factory. That was a hundred fucking years ago. Our education system right. needs an overhaul. We got to get post-secondary in there. Whether it's trade school, whether it's college, something we you got to set your pe- you want your, you want people you want your country to succeed. You got to set your citizens up. Setting you up through twelfth grade ain't cutting it anymore. Or even just a government sponsored program on how to write a resume and interview for a job. Yeah. Or write a sentence. Man, Rich talking about English. Oh man, it's just man. When I when I read Google News all day at work, holy shit. Anyway, <laughs> just I <laughs> I used to work a job where I had to work. Uh, I did alarm response for ADT, and we had to we had to write reports that would sometimes end up in uh, in court cases. Oh boy. And I remember <laughs> I showed up on the scene and another and another security officer showed up or he was already, excuse me, he was already there and I showed up and he's like, here, I wrote the report and he handed it to me and I was like, God damn, you can't spell for shit. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, Dude, you got to rewrite this. Seriously, get a dictionary or something. It's like, why? I'm like, this goes to court. They're going to be like, what is there, a five-year-old out there being this, you know, the security guard? <laughs> I mean, it's it's the truth. It's like, how, if we took spell check away from people's internet browsers and phones, you would think we're in a country of retards. <laughs> or grammar check. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I'm a horrible speller, and my defense is, this is a fucked up, mishmash of a language that doesn't make any sense on paper <laughs> yeah it's like that meme i saw of a lady from africa she's like okay so this is kansas but this is arkansas and she's like yeah gonna be arkansas <laughs> that's how i that's how i remember how to spell arkansas is i think in my head arkansas yes <laughs> You know, and it's it's. It, I remember trying to uh, a, a buddy in school in Florida. It's like he goes, "How come there's like four different ways to spell the word there, and there's three different ways to spell the word too, and there's different." And I'm like, "I don't fucking know, dude. How come we're not using the metric system? I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't make the rules. I just live right. by them." <laughs> we marched to the beat of a different drummer. We're doing our own thing. <laughs> but no, I, I it's I, I you know as listening to the, uh, the news and they were talking about how they have problems with teachers in the state of Arizona. They're the lowest paid teachers in the nation, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And 
the inevitable calls started coming in. Why don't you just move? Where they pay teachers more? And I never knew of this, and I didn't know that this was set up this way. A lot of states, your your pension as a teacher is dependent on you teaching within the, that state. If you right. if you move, you lose your pension. You lose your seniority. You start from zero as if it's your first day in a, in a classroom and, and where you go. And I'm like, well, how do you attract, first of all, you, you're the lowest paid, you pay the teachers the lowest amount in the country. And on top of that, they can't even come there if they if they want to try to make a difference and keep their, their pension because it, it's based on a state-to-state basis. Well, of course you're going to... You, it just tells you how little we value education. We, I mean, once again, we give it lip service, but really, what what are we? Re- once again, I mean, like you guys said, what are we really teaching kids in school? It's we teach them to 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 pass the standardized tests so the teachers can keep to their memorize. jobs. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that was one of the things the teachers were complaining about. You know, there was that, and there was that incident that happened this last week. That t- you know that that the the school board meeting and the superintendent was. You know, voting to give himself a raise, and the teacher stood up and said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Excuse me. Why am I buying supplies for my students that the school used to supply, and you're telling me that we can't afford to pay the teachers more, and we can't afford these supplies yet? You're getting a raise." And they had police escort her out, arrested her on the yeah. on, on the always hilarious charge of, "What are you arresting me for? Resisting arrest." <laughs> right. Why was I under arrest? Because you're resisting arrest. What? I mean, but you know, that's or or disturbing the peace. That's the, like I think they we shouldn't a, have laws against disturbing the peace. It's bullshit. I, I you think, can't come up with a real reason. You can't arrest that person. I think because one of the school board members told her to leave, and she said, "I'm not done talking." That they hit her with like a loitering or a trespassing charge. Right. right. And, and then when she was like, "Wait a minute, I'm not done," and the cop grabbed her, I. I as someone who has a friend who's a cop, I'm going to tell everybody, if you don't know this, I think I might have brought this up one time. If a cop puts his hand on you and your muscles tighten, technically you are resisting arrest. Uh, any, I mean, an involuntary response. If someone grabbed you unexpectedly, forcefully, it's an involuntary response for you to tighten up. That's yeah. resisting arrest. So, I mean, I'm <laughs> just the more you know. <laughs> you know, just put yeah. it out there. <laughs> Don't give no, them any ammo. <laughs> I mean, as far as what we're we're actually teaching kids in school, it's not much. I mean, you, you don't. People talk about how they teach their pets to do things. You don't teach a dog to do a trick. You train a dog to do a trick, but you're not. I mean, unless your dog is picking up a pen and writing something, you haven't taught it shit. And that's what we're doing with the kids. We're we're training them. We're training them to respond a certain way when we, you know, provide them with certain stimuli. And that's it. The problem is, I don't even know what we're training them for. They don't even know what they're training them for. You know, I really, I I really want to have my, uh, I'm not very close with him. I I met him through the music scene, but he's a, he's a teacher in Detroit and I'm, I'm friendly enough to where I think if I asked him to come on, he might come on at least for a segment and we could talk to him. But just knowing what he goes through, we could do I'm it just, anonymously, even. Oh yeah! Oh 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 yeah! Oh yeah! Um, the voice scrambler on him. I don't know if we need to go all that far. <laughs> <laughs> he is in a band. He has filmed videos, and yes, his students did find the videos. And oh boy, 
<laughs> Let me Every tell you. system is broken. Does he work for O'Shag Hennessy? <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, I the, just the stories and his post about you know what he goes through. I'm just like, what the fuck are these kids learning? Because I think it's high school. And this Detroit is a prime example of a broken school system. And every solution that's been offered so far to fix it has been shot down for whatever reason. Whether it be, you know, there's a, there's a, a big school of thought. Well, if Detroit can't run its own school system, maybe the state does need to take over. But then you get to people who say, oh, so you're going to get the white man in here taking over our schools? Is that, is that what you, that's what, that's what you want to do? Come here, it's not bad enough you're gentrifying downtown in the Cass Corridor. You got to gentrify our schools, too. Okay, so that that's not going to happen. You don't mess up, Aaron. What you know? What about you know charter schools? Oh, so so you basically want every everything has a fucking you can't do it. So what is the solution? And I think honestly, you just get to the point. School systems get to the point where they just throw their hands up and say, "Fuck it." What's the bare minimum we can do to keep our jobs? Because there's at a certain point, it's pushing water uphill. There's nothing you can really do. Yeah. Well, what's the the big success stories that come out of school and say, oh, this person was uh, an A student, top of their class. Why? Because they're self-motivated. Okay, that's great. But a self-motivated person is self-motivated, so they're going to succeed no matter what, right? That person, that valedictorian, if you didn't have a law that said that you had to go to school, wouldn't have sat at home and played video games for 18 years of their lives and then went, what happened? What did I, What have I done with myself? No, they're self-motivated. They would have sought out that knowledge. They'd be in the fucking libraries. They'd be doing their research. They'd have their subject that they're interested in. What is the school actually providing? Show me those cases where you're where you're taking somebody who isn't self motivated, who doesn't have the support that they need to to find the the education that they they want to have, and turn those people around. But no, we're just shoving them through the mill and well, you know and taking credit for all these ones that rise to the top. Well, and another thing is, and this 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 might come off as like whiny. Like I'm, I'm bitching and complaining. Like, like I'm in stained or something, and I'm bitching about my my parents in a song. But I don't know any other way to put it. I, I was never taught how to take notes. I was never taught proper study. You know, good study techniques. I, I, my parents never taught me, and the school never taught me. And I had one I, teacher that showed me how to outline, and I've remembered that ever since. But like that was one of the biggest things that I learned. And so I realized school, not everybody even had that. That's school stuff. So your school failed you. You know, right. and it's but but here's the thing: I never even knew to ask. I didn't know there was an art to taking notes. There was there were more efficient ways to study than just read and reread and binge and purge, you know, stuff it in, puke it out on the test. I didn't know any of that until it was too late, until my schooling was done. And right. I, it's like, what the fuck? If, right. my parents, if my parents weren't taught it, so they didn't impress upon me the importance of it because they didn't understand the importance of it, and the school isn't teaching it, where the fuck does the average kid learn this shit? Because the average kid isn't walking around going, gee, I want to know how to take notes better. I want to know how to study more efficiently. The average kid's going, I can't wait to get home to play a video game or fucking do whatever, dick off on the internet. 
That's it. And that's we can't. I mean, yeah, you can say, oh, well, those are unmotivated kids, whatever. But that's that's what kids do. Kids dick around a lot. That's, right. It's your job as a school to motivate them. And I'm just like you said, the teacher that showed you how to do an outline. I had a lot of bad teachers, teachers that were just there for a paycheck. Yeah. And the good teachers I had, I can. My kindergarten teacher, Mr. Salamone, I can't tell you any other teacher up until the sixth grade, but I can tell you his name because he gave a fuck. He, he, when I went into first grade, they were shocked at the reading level I was at, yet every kid in his class was pretty much at that reading level. He was a teacher who really cared. You know, and then you get to sixth grade, and I had Miss Penna, and she gave a fuck, and I remember her name. And then in high school, I had Mr. Young. I remember his name. It's the teach, and these are all teachers who went above and beyond, not just with the self-motivated students, because they they recognize rightfully so, self-motivated students don't really need you to push them. It's the kids who have potential, but they're wasting it because they don't know how to use it. I can hand you a dull knife, and I tell you to cut something with it. It's no good until it's sharpened. And that's what the, that's what a good teacher does. They identify the kids that they, okay. The potential's there. Now I need to teach them how to maximize it. And like having a cock. Yeah, for I mean, if you just went by what you learned in school in sex ed, your first sexual experience is going to be yeah, it's going to be horrible, more horrible than it was already. I mean, it's. But this is this is what you know. Hey, we have these. No child left behind, standardized tests. And they're not really even testing the kids, they're testing the teachers, you know, and the the pass the pass fail rate is so low and the bar is set so low, we're turning out kids that, like you said, Aaron, if they're not self motivated, they're gonna run into a wall of frustration, especially right. when you go to college, because once you start paying people for an education, they don't give a fuck whether you you can you wanna let's say you go to community college, go to Wayne or, or uh, some community college around here, like Schoolcraft or something, whatever. Once they got your money, you can not show up to class. They're not going to call and check on you. They're not going to say, hey, you know, you missed five classes. What's going on? They don't give a fuck. They got their money. I, so there you go. You take a kid who never learned anything, wasn't taught how to learn, throw them into the deep end, basically. You get a lot of kids who burn out first year or two in in, in college. Happened yeah. to me. I felt like I was wasting my time. Right, and you were saying that we don't test the kids, we test the, the teachers, right? Yeah. And, and it's very true. I mean, you think it would follow that, well, you test the teachers and make sure you have good teachers, and you will, it will follow that you have good students coming from good teachers makes sense but what you're testing the teachers on is just this one rather specific thing i mean this test that it's like if i was uh you know running a restaurant right and i have to pass inspection the inspections happen when the guy gets around to it he pops in makes sure everything's running right docks you for the things that 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 you got to fix and then moves on. If the inspector had a, a schedule and was like, I'm going to be here every January 5th to come walk through your place, you'd make sure that that place was spotless for that one day 
But then the rest of the time, you could give a fuck because you passed your inspection. And it's the same thing that we have with the teachers. They have this inspection where they go, well, we have to make sure you're teaching all these kids the right things. And, you know, they they know when the test is coming. Their kids are preparing specifically for that test. And most of it is just based on memorizing, not actually showing that you're understanding concepts. You're just picking what looks like the best answer out of four. Yeah, and I... I, So it's a strategy sometimes. (laughs) Well, yeah, that looks right. No, honestly, like, I, I was the worst. I wasn't a good student. I wasn't a bad student. Oh, my God. I didn't really give a fuck, and I didn't do homework. I was able to pass tests because you can just kind of deduce a lot of things from context. Dude, I do not realize what I squandered until I became an adult. Dude, I slept through high school and fuck, yeah. Like, uh, I got decent grades. Like, I slept my way to a 3.0. <laughs> like, and that's with, yeah. like, failing math all over the place. I, you you really got to try to flunk. I mean, you got to really definitely not give a shit. Now that I'm a adult, I'm like, God like, damn it. Well, look, I didn't, give enough, I didn't give enough shit to to study for the test, but when I had to sit there in the class and take it, and I'm going to be graded on it, I'm like, well, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to do my best on this. And that just was good enough to pass. You, know, you have to just like not give a fuck about whether you even pass or fail to actually fail in school. Yeah. And I, I, I you know, I, well, I hate let's to, not get I into s- my college career. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate to sound like, you know, the guy who's, who, who is blaming teachers necessarily, but I think a what lot of, there to blame? Oh, there's a ton of not giving a fuck teachers, man. Like, <laughs> well, I, trust well, me, I went to private and public. Trust me. There's a ton of like, not giving a fuck public School public school teachers are a different animal, man. Well, it's just it's, it's like you're a prison guard. We're so quick to okay, Junior isn't getting good grades, so we're going to test him for all these things. Oh, he's got ADHD. Okay, that's his problem. All right, so stick him into remedial class. Okay, well, as as little as you were learning in the in the mainstream class, do, do you think you're learning more in a remedial class? Most special ed classes, if they're not for people with development, like mental disabilities, they are there literally to socialize the children, to teach them not to kill each other for seven, eight hours a day. This is literally what it was. My mom stuck me in one of them schools. I was in that school and I was going, this is, this isn't school. This is literally like, I, I, it, 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 was, it was like, you know, teachers were fucking ex-football players and shit. And I'm not joking. I'm talking... Used to play offensive line for the Lions. Big, big motherfuckers. And when a kid acted up, he'd come over and grab the kid, and they'd take him down to the what they called the center, and they'd put him in a in a in a cubicle, and say, "Sit there for an hour." And then they come up to him and say, "You know, can you behave?" And if he said, "Yeah," they let him back in class. It was just socialization. I was like, "I got to get the fuck out of here." As much as I'm not learning in regular class, I'm not learning shit in here. I mean, this was. This was, you know, high school age kids doing addition and subtraction. And that's what they were teaching. And I'm, and I'm like, it's not because these kids are dumb. It's because these kids were like, I ain't fucking doing this shit. Fuck you. What are you going to do to me? I'm a minor. You ain't going to do nothing. It was that type of attitude. And I mean, it, it, all it takes, 
when you when you start testing kids and saying, well, it's the kid's fault that, that this is happening, so we're going to shove them in these in these classes. What the fuck's going to happen when that kid gets out? To a kid who spent his entire school life in those classes, what's going to happen to him when he gets into the real world when he's done? First of all, do you think he's going to college? Negative. That's a big no. I mean, a trade school is 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 a, a distant maybe, but this kid isn't going to know the basics that you learn in school. I, I've I've worked with people who were in those. They they used to, I don't know what they call them now ESL or whatever the fuck but it used to be emotionally they called emotionally impaired classes that's what they called them ESL is English as a second language <laughs> oh well my bad see I told you I didn't know what the fuck it was <laughs> um but no whatever the, the the fuck they call the classes now and I've worked with guys and and a few girls who were in those classes and basic addition subtraction reading level probably fifth sixth grade. And that's being polite. And I'm just like, what the fuck did you do in school? Well, as long as I showed up and didn't fight, they just passed me on to the next grade. Social promotion. You're too old to be in here. You're too big. You're three years older than the next kid. Next oldest kid. Send them to the next grade. I, I, I can't put that all at the kid's feet and the parent's feet. I got to put some of that at, at, at the teacher's feet. And it seems like we can't, we have this unspoken rule. We don't want to do that because we don't, you know, Oh, teachers are, at least we give, once again, lip service. They're most one of the most important jobs. We sure don't pay them like it is. And we sure don't treat them like it is. And even if you go in with, you know, high idealistic ideas of what you're going to do as a teacher, after year after year after year after year of being beat down, eventually most people are going to go, man, fuck this. Where, how long do I got to stay here to get a pension? And that's no good for nobody. And like you said, Chris, you said you went to private and public school. I got to ask this question because I, I never went to private school. What was the ratio of teachers that didn't give a fuck in private school to the ratio that didn't give a fuck in public? Uh, well, uh, it's amazing when you're paid better how much you seem to care more. I'll just make that statement. You know, it, if you're paid well, like you 50, get what you pay for out of any employee, right? Yeah, well, you, you pay unless you're hiring somebody who's just not confident enough for their job. Like, you, if you're putting out a higher salary, you attract. Yeah, you pay a teacher fifty k a year in 1984. Whenever the fuck I started school, you're gonna get you know better output than you know someone who's probably pulling down a cool thirty five k a year twenty years ago when I was graduating high school. You, and it's funny that you picked that number because in Arizona, average teacher salary is thirty-two thousand a year. Wow! In yeah, two thousand eighteen, I remember hearing some hearing some average uh, teacher salaries when I was general manager of a pizza place and going, "Wow, I'm making more than a fucking teacher. That is insane to me." Yeah, I'm just making sure people eat pizza. You're fucking. <laughs> <laughs> These people are molding and shaping like. Young minds, <laughs> and they're basically they're in charge of the future. If you really want to get down to it, and they're making less than me, no wonder we're. Fu- it's why we. It's why we have Donald Trump. Everybody, right there. You go. My, my job is to make sure that the teenagers show up on time and don't swear in front of the customers. Exactly. <laughs> I'm fifty fifty on whether or not they're high when they're here. You know, <laughs> dude. To work at a pizza... You know what? I'm going to stop. Let's put it this way. I know a lot of people that supplemented their income out the back door of a pizza place. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> and, and also, for some people, how the fuck do you go to work sober at a pizza place? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. America values their pizza over their More education. than their education. Exactly. That's fucked up. But that's in general. It's fast food managers make more than teachers. Yep. That's where we're at. Well, you know, and I think that's where we're going to have to leave it. See, and then Donald Trump can come and buy his filet of fish and his chocolate shake and his quarter pounders and his KFC from you. Yeah, two filet of fish. Yes, two. But he does another the one bread, means so it's all good. Because an extra one means you're more healthier, right? Yes. <laughs> if you eat an extra filet of fish, you're doubly healthy. So, take that nutritional note and, uh, yeah. Thanks for following us on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. And you can email the show, Unregimented, at ChristopherMedia.net. Hit the donate button if you like what you're hearing. I didn't even notice. I clicked on the donate button. You can do it monthly if you want. There's a little box you can check. Make it monthly. If you want. Don't have to. It's Am- like a subscription. Yes. Like Kind of like Patreon. Only we don't give you extra shit. You just give us like a dollar a month. I don't fucking know. But uh, also under an Amazon banner, you can click through that. You know, you know the drill. It doesn't cost you anything extra. We get a little extra loot, and you help to support us. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks. See ya. Later. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.